I have now hit record. Aaron hit it before me. Aaron, you hit record before me. Okay, okay. I hit record before you. Yes, I did. Yep. What, wait, what What happened? What, what, why are we off, like, our, our usual our usual order here? Because, uh, listen, t- what's the, the wording? Uh, something something about jelly babies are wibbly in time. Wibbly, wobbly, timey, wimey. Purpose. I got that wrong on purpose. I'm hoping yeah, that that's in the cold open. And- you know, you, <laughs> you, you know what was perfect? perfect is that my shop got in those Doctor Who decks and appropriately enough they <laughs> were running late well yeah that's I had ordered them and they were supposed to be here Monday I ordered them from Amazon they're supposed to be here Monday and then I got later hey we're sorry it got delayed and it's, it was going to be coming on Halloween and then I got a message saying hey it was going to be on like this upcoming Friday and then hey it's going to be on Tuesday and then I got another one like hey it's going to be halfway through like November before you get them. I'm like, yep, yep, yep. That tracks. That tracks. Oof. We were supposed to get them on Thursday, about round about like eleven o'clock. They usually show up. They show up Friday at three, halfway through mm-hmm. our debut day. I, I bet all the players were extremely calm and normal. I actually hope they were. I hope they were. I don't know what your folks are like, but calm enough. Okay, calm enough. No one was like horrified about it. Yeah, I, uh, I, I. I I, I didn't think I didn't think I would ever get like the combination of Doctor Who and Magic the Gathering causing me to have a tabletop gaming epiphany moment was the last thing I ever expected in the last few years. But you know, here we are. Uh, what the fuck's going on down there? Also, here we are in WTFATFW. Uh, welcome. It's episode six hundred and thirty-seven. Uh, I've been talking. I've been. You heard. You heard their voices. I'm talking to Aaron. Hi. And I, I'm Hi. talking to TJ. Hello. And uh, pre-recording, me and Aaron were. I was gabbing a bit because I, I finally got to play one of my Transformers Commander decks. I also. This is. I'll put this one in here as a little quick intro bit uh, for for people who know. When I was... I, I went out west. We didn't record for a bit because I went out west and then it became very hard for me to find a moment, uh, an evening that actually would fit for us to record because of various things. Nothing horrifying, but there were very important things happening involving lasers and my mom's eye, uh, which thankfully have gone well so far. But uh, at one point, uh, a friend of mine who's out there now, I didn't know he was out there, invited me to go to a commander night and I said, oh, I didn't bring any decks with me because I, I didn't think I'd be here for a commander night. So... He had a Karn the Betrayer deck, and he said, oh, since you're Transformers, do you want to just, like, swap Slicer in as the commander? And I was like, well, I heard Slicer as the commander is an issue if we don't all know Slicer's, you know, going to do things. And so we were like, whatever, we'll just give it a try. Anyway, I won in five turns, or six turns. Slicer had the sword of of Animus something. Every time Slicer attacked, I got to pull a mountain out of my deck. And Slicer as commander means you just start giving him to other players and goading him, and he has to attack someone. So Slicer just ran around killing all three other players whilst I got three more mountains. Sorry, four. Yeah, I got four mountains every turn cycle in addition to the ones I had. I couldn't lose. Uh, I, I tried to sabotage myself by giving him a shield that would make damage directed at me go into him, and I still won very fast, so we put him back in the 99. Anyway, a little bit of Transformers pride for all of you out there. Slicer, who's colored like Armada Wheeljack because of a whole bunch of funny things, uh, is a terrifying Magic the Gathering commander. That's that's my little story. Um, 
Aaron, you ever... Like, I know you like to have a deck in your back pocket to, like, backhand people with hubris. Have you ever thought about putting a slicer together? Maybe. J- just because the group of people that I play with maybe wouldn't under wouldn't know on site the nonsense that could happen there. They know the Atraxa deck is to be feared when they start getting uppity. Um, yeah. You know, cause everything's a power level seven, uh, eternally. But, um, <laughs> when they decide to play hot sevens, I pull out the 10 and, uh, they say, okay, yeah, we'll go back to being, you seven. know, slicer. I will say this. I think you can build slicer to be the new Atraxa, but also, He's dealing commander damage for the most part, and really what you're doing is you're checking if everyone has removal. So you're, you're helping everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, for those who don't know, Slicer, right? Because you think Slicer, you think the action master from Europe, as any normal person would. Since that has become Shattered Glass Slicer, who I think is Shattered Glass Wheeljack as well, uh, that color scheme is the much more expensive Shattered Glass version of the card, so they had to invent a non-shattered glass slicer who now no longer looks like Slicer's colors, but also still looks like Wheeljack. So now they have G1 Wheeljack in Armada Wheeljack's colors as G1 Slicer. And I think that's the only place where that exists. And it's really fascinating, especially when a lot of Magic players assumed that those cards were not drawn, but were taken from G1 episodes. So they were pointing at G1 Slicer and G1 Flame War saying, look at the lazy Watsy, not even doing artwork, and poor Sarah Peter Duroche just head in hands in the corner. <laughs> uh, anyway, we were going to talk uh, through some listener... We're going to deal with our final summer listener question queue. We still have some questions in the queue, but uh, I didn't add them till we, we cleared these ones. And we'll do a couple acquisitions in between. We're going to open with a question, however, from Prime Studio, uh, who says, Hello, WTF team. With the announcement of Masterpiece Missing Link Optimus Prime, the articulated G1 Prime, except it's a completely new mold because, you know, toys work that way. Uh, I will not ask questions about speculation about the line if it becomes one, but I would like to hear where you would like it to go. Not Shattered Glass so much for me, but I would like to see things like G1 Datsun Barricade or G1 Lancia Stratos Exhaust or finally Blue Blue Streak all in G1 boxes with new art. G1 ass art like they did with Missing Link Optimus in the G1 style boxes. I am saying G1 too much. Uh, as you know how much I love the G1, good lord, art being at Transformer card. Uh, also, since we're stuck with Harmony Gold forever now, uh, what would you like to see in a Macross Robotech? Okay, yeah, that's that's a sadness epilogue we'll get to. So, with Missing Link, um, just what kind of things do you want to see? Like, I actually kind of like this angle of, like, because they're doing G1 style box art that's new box art, it would be a funny place to get things like a Datsun Barricade or Exhaust or you know, detritus or stuff like that. Um, so, uh, or, or just general thoughts on missing link. I'll leave it open since we never really talked about it too much. Cause it's, it's months out from coming out. Uh, Aaron, let's start off with you. What do you want out of missing link? The first thought that I had that would be very interesting would be like bumblebee, that, that whole like mini bots range done to look like the toy mini bots the same way that the missing link Optimus still looks like, like the G one toy Optimus prime, but with posability, could you imagine the weird goofy bumblebee or cliff jumper like that? But posable. I, I can because a third party did that once and they're gone now, but <laughs> in case everyone in here needs a refresher, I'm going to, Oh, this is not, this is not the actual toy. Hang on. I'm going to get the actual toy, but yeah, impossible toys. 
um, their final act was to do eight million colorways of um, a G1 Bumblebee Cliff Jumper Wasp, etc., etc. Uh, that was articulated. Uh, not perfectly. Yeah, not actually. Oh, I got the colorway chart here. <laughs> there were. A, I think I have all of these. I can't remember if I have all of them or not because people were trying to flush these things eventually. Uh, and it, this is a bummer. It's a good toy. It's janky, but if you got it for like 15, 20 bucks, it's super fun for the time. Um, but could you imagine like brawn done in that style? How different it'd look from any oh, other that... like brawn that had been out. Brawn or Power Glide, like the body horror ones. Would yeah, be so freaking yeah. weird. Yeah, I would like that. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> Just uh, to be like, hey, th- th- this is what eighty four was like, not what you think it was like. Oh, I mean, yeah. The, this and hey, we put ball joints on it. Be happy. I mean, the the obvious, like you know, the obvious footnote to that is also do do ratchet and ironhide, but. Do the that ratchet and ironhide. Mm-hmm. Don't sexy them mm-hmm. up. <laughs> In fact, you don't even have to modify the toy that much. Those were pretty articulated for '84. Like they had semi-universal shoulders and they had wrist swivels. So, like you know, go to work. Uh, but no, that's 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 an easy. That's a, an excellent one. Uh, TJ, what about you? What do you what do you want to see out of Missing Link? Assuming it just continues existing. I mean, outside of just going back and giving G1 toys articulation. Because uh, once they get to Ironhide, I really want them to just stick to that G1 design. And go, hey, this is what it's supposed to be. If if they don't, I'll take, actually take it or nothing. I'll write an angry post somewhere. If they don't, I don't know where because Twitter might be dead by then. But somewhere, <laughs> oh. you, you never know. <laughs> if no, no, like the first thing that popped into my head about like possibilities this brings up is filling in gaps to a G1 collection we never got. Because there's there's no such thing as a G1 RC toy, mm-hmm. you know. There's no such thing as a G1 DevCon toy. Like, here's your opportunity to just kind of fill those gaps and get all those characters in that never really had anything in that aesthetic. I don't necessarily mean go back and do that, the like the the salmon pink and orange prototype RC, but something that looks like it fits in with the '86 cast. Yeah. And then if you go if you go really ham with it and give me like Missing Link Unicron, then I'll be really happy. Missing Link Unicron is the only way I would I think I would be interested in the G1 Unicron. Like now that Super 7 did theirs, I think the only defensible way to do the G1 Unicron prototype is to Missing Link it. Otherwise, I feel like I have biases here. I feel like we are treading people's water on other people's time if we <laughs> if we do it any other way. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah, doing doing some of you know those lost characters in between, I think, could be pretty fun too. Um, I, I I myself would would love to just see uh, like just, let's let's go back to 2015. We'll just do do the combiner teams, but put little elbow joints on everybody and whatnot. Because uh, also at that point you are ba- actually with the mini bots as well. At that point you are in fact just treading right into the realm of pocket scale third party by having like expensive articulated pocketable transformer toys. Uh, I think, I think that doing some combiners would be, I mean, devastator would be the one everyone would point at, but I think the scramble city scramble city limb robots with articulation, I think would be fascinating much like uh, masters of the universe origins in that, like them posing just seems uncanny Valley 
And I, I would love to see that. Similar to uh, to Brawn, you know, like the idea of the G1 Brawn toy or, or Power Glide having two legs, right? If you saw that, it would just look wrong in every sense of the word. And I want to I, I want to have my my senses challenged like that. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, I, I think I think those are all some solid ones. The follow up question is: What would you like to see in a Macross Robotech Cross Transformers toy? Um, because it's like the answer to that is well, Jetfire, I guess. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yeah, one of these like G one reissue Jetfire. Um, Prime Studio says G one reissue Jetfire or God of Flame brought to North America as Jetfire in a G one style box. The only thing is, I don't think Hasbro is going to acknowledge Harmony Gold because they already stepped on their throat really hard, and I think that like they, there's a certain level of kayfabe they got to maintain, where it's like we can't in public ever interact again because we we killed you kayfabe. We <laughs> we uh, we hit you with a, we hit you with a van in the parking lot and uh, and you took medical leave, so <laughs> we can't we can't be buddies making transformers afterwards. Um, but no, I'd want to see a collab. I'd want to see a collab Miria where the it's it's Miria is the robot mode. That's what I would. That, if you're gonna do collab Robotech Macross, then you've got to have the Macross human characters as the robot modes, Star Wars Transformers style. That's the only way to do it, I think. Um. Anyway, uh, there's also part of me that would probably pay for like a set of seekers done macro style. Oh yeah, I guess yeah. You do like mm-hmm. a yeah a VF ones in three different variants as three of the seekers. That could be a thing. At that point though, you're that's that's not Hasbro making the toy. Then that's that's them getting someone else to make it in those like that. That would be licensed third party, I think. Like maybe they would interact with the uh, I can't remember the company name, but the ones who did God of Flame. Like interact with them to go like we're not gonna we're not gonna murder you for doing God of Flame. Instead, we will command you to make Seeker colorways. Uh, God of Flame was some company who I can't I gener- I, I cannot remember their name, but they did a they had a VF one and they did it in Jetfire colors with God of Flame as the as the name for those who don't know. Um. Anyway, let, let's let's hit some of uh let's, let's each do an acquisition. I've I've structured this. Uh, I want to. I want to have us each do one of our acquisitions apiece um, in between the listener questions, and then let's see where our energies are at once we get through all that. Um, I'm pretty sure we will do more than one each afterwards, but I want to leave us the out in case we all suddenly just, like, crash <laughs> uh, collectively. Yeah. So uh, let's start off with you, Aaron. Uh, what, what's something that you really want to talk about that you got? Studio Series Ultra Magnus. I've been hearing all kinds of things about that toy. Non-derogatory. Yeah. So. All kinds um, of things, though. Yeah. <laughs> no, he is... Uh, he's a big, beefy boy. He's commander class, and he definitely earns commander class as something that is that big um, and authentically so by himself. Whereas, I, I guess, like, Armada um, Optimus Prime kind of sat in the same place where he's not he's a big commander that is a big commander because that's the size that he needs to be he's not a big commander because he's Mm -hmm. came with a trailer full of stuff uh to be an accessory even though he did come with like the whole set of five blast effects that you can stack up on each other to make a giant blast effect impact effect thing um that is the rapidly optimus come with those no Okay. I don't think okay. Armada Optimus came with blast effects. 
Yeah, I had, I had a moment where I was like, I don't think he did, but boy, I hope he didn't, because if he did, I have lost them. So thank thank goodness. <laughs> yeah, I, like like with most of those like with most of those blast effects, I'd be happy if they weren't there. Um, like, but it's it's not like some of the commanders that we've gotten in the past that have been you know oh this would be like maybe a slightly chunk leader except for he has this trailer or 12 extra guns for reasons because we needed something to fill out a commander price point but Mm -hmm. um so i don't have any masterpiece ultra magnuses mag mag Mm -hmm. magni the people say magni so this i debate it but yeah (laughs) um but this is the first time that I have had an Ultra Magnus. I believe it's the first time I've had an Ultra Magnus. Wherein it's a the perfect transformation. Where you don't have to... Where it's not like an Optimus Prime that you plug into something. Um, where he's... Very, well, no, it wasn't... No, I take that back. Was the Power of the Primes one? The, oh, who was... That had the Minimus Ambus in him? Yeah, um, that was uh, com- Combiner Wars. Combiner Wars. That was a container. Combiner one. Wars. Combiner Wars. Yeah. Well, I guess that one was so poor that uh, it just didn't click. Um, oh, boy. Oh, ha. boy. But, uh, no, he, he transforms very well. I, I like that his cab just kind of turns and, and folds inside of itself and tucks itself down into just, like, the the center part of his chest. Um, the springs on his chest gimmick are potent. Uh, to the point where, like, the first time I was messing with it, I was like, oh, God, oh, oh. Okay, no, I didn't break it. All right, cool, cool. Well, the Matrix stays in there real good. All right, neat. Um, yeah, i still not quite sure. I need to get some um, combiner. No, because it's the other way. So uh, how his <laughs> arms and legs come off in order to duplicate that scene from the movie, uh, he has Combiner Wars ports, that are there for that. However, the ports on the body are the ports that were on the limbs for Combiner Wars guys. So it's oh. not like you could stompy stomp them. Yeah, it's the the accept the accepting sides are on the the limb sides. The 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 male port parts are on the the like torso bits. Uh, but I did do the one kind of recommended thing. So his the his thighs have uh, mushroom peg connections to go to his hips, and then the um, combiner wars part wants to slide outwards from from his like above his knee, and then it takes all the stuff okay. that's up and around his hip with it. Okay, the problem is that mushroom peg moves a whole lot easier than the Combiner Wars port does. <laughs> so you end up, like, transecting his leg higher up than you mean to, and then you take the port with it. So, since that's just a mushroom peg, and the rest of the leg sits around that, what I would recommend to anybody that gets it is do that whoopsie-doodle, and then put the port back on his like hip stump part rotated 90 degrees so that when you're trying to push it on or off you're not pushing in line with the hole for the mushroom peg you're pushing it at an angle for it okay so all all of this coming together in your brain 
do you see, are you a person that doesn't see pictures in your head when somebody tells you to think of a car oh, or no, anything? I, I, or? I see, I see uh, so many pictures in my head, but I, I, I get what you mean. It's like you're, you're making it so you're not aligning the force applied yes. with what can also dislodge the mushroom peg. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, he's, he is, uh, like the head sculpt is bang on his like full range of motion neat tricks in order to make this like very toyetic toy also become very cinematic in his like he looks like he did out of the cartoon and i don't feel like there's anything terribly missing i've not gone and gotten a bunch of other like deluxe cars to try and put on his trailer to see if if that scale still works, um, I'm sure there's somebody that'll be up in arms that you can't put whatever the old. You could put like four cars on the old G1 Ultra Magnus, and this one you can only do three if they're the right size or something. I'm sure. I mean, but, depending on the cars um, you have available now, there's there's so many you can yeah. find four. I'm sure that yeah. <laughs> eventually will fit. I I have a, I, I have two questions because when I said I heard lots. Um, I started hearing mm-hmm. uh, mostly some jank, but then as more people got him, there was also these waves of euphoria of him big, which was kind of like the the overarching mm-hmm. sensation he brings him about. Big. So the the technical thing I heard that's a bit a bit fiddly on some of them is in his in his truck mode, some of those thinner blue accordion panels when they unaccordion or whatever and have to like link together. It looked to me like there were a lot of people going like, oh, man, this just isn't seating right. And when I looked at their photos, it was like, those panels seem so thin. I'm not sure it's physically possible for them to always seat right. I think they might have run into a materials limitation at a certain point. But, like, uh, have you I ex- mean, experienced so any of that? It's his, so his shoulders have, like, three layers of sandwich in it that all accordions down, if that's the part that you're talking about. I think so. And then... It's like the sides, the front sides of his chest boob window fold in on it. Um, so it's a weird, like, three parts accordion out and you tuck one in for it. Uh, it definitely has, uh, I want I want to say, uh, I'd have to do a bit of transforming to get him there. But I want to say it feels like there may be another minor, not quite detent. And I'm going to grab him now. So I'm going to... Talk a little bit louder as I roll away. There he goes. Remember Aaron? Oh, here he! I remember Aaron. He's back. Let me, let me grab him here. Good. That's that's. I don't know if it's coming through or not. I'll talk over top of it for some good solid shoulder ratchets. Uh, So you flip it. It'll be in your recording tab. Discord is anti-ratchet. Discord is a is a a fascist and a pervert and prevents us from hearing the ratchets. I. I, I was hoping that if I was talking while I was ratcheting, that it wouldn't... No, it did a weird thing. It muffled your voice. I could barely hear a little bit of a underneath you, but it muffled you. It took your top end off. That is so dumb, Discord. Why are you like Absolutely perverted. Absolutely perverted. Sick. So there is, like, I guess if you had maybe a little bit of flash in them, in the, like, in one of the folds that it might be less than optimal uh for for how it goes but it goes it becomes a vertical piece and then it has a couple of other places where it has tabs like this is again one of the ones that's a great like everything has a tab if you're moving a piece next to another piece there are very high odds that it has 
like an accepting tab or slot that it tabs or slots into. So like I can see how there would be potential issues there for some people if not everything is aligned well or if you've got a bit of excess mold flash because I've got a a couple of things that stand a little proud where you can tell the like the mold shoots are um, that like if I was really concerned about it I could take a knife to it but nothing nothing egregious in my opinion the biggest issue that I'd say that I have with this transformation is parts of the truck cab have like things that have a like a dog bone intermediate connector piece where it's like flat panel flat panel and then a dog bone piece that you know two dog bone pieces that hold them together Mm, some of those have very fickle alignments where you have to like bring it down and then push it back in order to get it all to line up to to come together well um okay well my my other main question that's just that's just the finickiness um, of it you you mentioned like he's got like the three layer sandwiching when you you, in bot mode and you form his shoulders so and this is a very subjective thing so i'm kind of i'm kind of just asking you how like kind of how you feel about like the color green for instance but like are in person are his shoulders do they feel that wide or does he just wear it better because there are some photographs which are meant to be good photographs by people who are really enjoying the toy and i can't stop looking at how wide his shoulders are (laughs) collectively he he does feel a little bit wide about the shoulder, but like I think he still has very ultra Magnus proportions because okay. Magnus is always I, I feel like Magnus is always like kind of a triangle top build and then mm. big chunky boots right yeah yeah you know because because that's what his layout is especially with like the pillar shoulders. To me, he feels like he's maybe a little bit wider than what you'd like default Ultra Magnus width to, but I feel like he wears it well, especially since okay. you know it's Ultra Magnus. Like he's yeah, yeah. he's never had a, a trim runner's build. You know, he's always been you know specifically and multiple times he's like a dude in armor, and sometimes a dude in armor that's in a dude in armor. Um, like he's always he's always kind of big and he's always kind of kind of chunk so like that he's a big chunk guy doesn't it doesn't trigger bad alarm bells to me it's like yeah that's ultra magnus that's that's why i've actually always cuz cuz most most people don't even bother with the look but like that's why i really liked the original magic square magnus because it was it's it is i think still the only ultra magnus figure that ever went for fully contained and also skinny uh i know that KFC have what is supposed to be a skinny masterpiece Magnus and he's fine but he's not he doesn't have like the absolute slim you look at him and say oh he's skinny like like the original Magic Square one Um, and I don't expect that I don't expect that of like you know any Magnus to come because most people think of Magnus as being a pretty wide fella Uh, and Magic Square even went on to make one who armors up a white optimus so they would have a wider one (laughs) um but yeah, I was just curious about about the shoulders um, in person. I, I'd like to pick him up. I heard so much about him that sounds like he'd be my thing. I'd like to pick him up, but I I don't want to pay extra for him. So I had an opportunity at a to- at the toy show in BC to get him for like an extra twenty or thirty bucks, and I didn't. And I'm kind of glad I didn't 
because I think that would have bummed me out more. I, I'd like to catch him at just commander price. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But very cool. Yeah, that also... Yeah, the, the oh. MSB04 Magic Square. I just had to go look it up. Yeah. that. Yeah. See, to me, that's... Uh, yeah, it's Ultra Magnus, but he, he looks like he's he's got a runner's build, not yeah. like a linebacker's build. I like runner that's, build Magnus. He, he feels he feels like an Andy... Uh, uh, what's his name? Andy Wildman? Andrew Wildman Magnus? Like UK mm-hmm. comic book Magnus when he was kind of just like a... Kind of a, a slim tall dude with box pillars on his shoulders. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like the idea of that transforming. And, and hey, someone did it some years ago, so I'm, I'm satisfied. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Ultra Magnus also, notably, second original Commander Mold in the same year. So we're yeah, we're, we're getting there. Something's going on. <laughs> yeah, th- those two boxes were sitting right next to each other. I'm like, wait a second. Hold on. How did this happen? Yeah. Uh, and they were both good. What is going on here? We're never getting two Titans in the same year, IMO. But I never thought we'd be getting two different Commander toys in the same year. I, th- I thought, I thought if anything, Commander would eventually replace Titan. So, so something good must be going on. You know, we don't see numbers, nor do I ever want to speculate mm-hmm. on them, because I think that's Madman's tale. But, like, uh, something good must be going on. <laughs> something somewhere must have gone right. Um... Anyway, it's the last hurrah. No, wait. Oh, or it could be that. <laughs> uh, let's bop over from the Magnus train. Um, TJ, you got a you got a bunch of things you can talk about too. Uh, what's what's one you'd like to highlight? Well, as long as we're talking about White Optimus Primes, might as well go over to Nova. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Welcome to the club. I I also mm-hmm. have heard I another one. I he- I heard lots of things. But the 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 graph went up, and by the by the time more people were getting Nova Prime, it was generally like, "Yo, this is maybe the best version of this this skeleton." Uh, I guess you could call it, but um, mm-hmm. yeah. So it's weird. Um, this is the fifth time I have owned this mold. Yeah. <laughs> um, all four of the others got sold off. So I thought, like, okay. Look, I don't know why I buy the same figure just in remolds going, maybe this one. <laughs> maybe this will be the one that does it for me. Relatable, maybe though. Maybe everything <laughs> that I hated about the previous ones will magically be better now. Absolutely relatable. I dare say that half the people saying they don't relate are lying to sound cool. So I <laughs> totally understand. <laughs> I think it helps that it doesn't have as much uh it doesn't have as much junk going on as Magnus does. Like it doesn't have quite as much armor to remember where where does this actually go shoved into his like hollow parts in vehicle mode. Mm. Um so it's a little bit clean. So it's a little bit cleaner. It's easier to remember. Um and yeah, but it it's it's definitely the best version. I will say that. I, I have the most fun with this version. Because I really think somewhere in my head, the dream I always had was, like, if they could dig really deep into into the, the pits of whatever warehouse in Asia it is in, and actually pull that Cybertron Optimus mold out, it would make a great retool into Nova. And sure enough, sure enough, it works out. I, I think I'd be on board the train of like 
I wish the wings were a little bit bigger, but I absolutely understand why they are not. Mm-hmm. I don't want the vehicle mode to just look like it has these massive spears sticking out the sides of it. Oh, yeah. And, and there are third-party Nova Primes who can demonstrate, you know, what it looks like when those wings are enormous. And it's... it's you know, you might be into it, but it is very loud. It is extremely loud in vehicle mode. <laughs> yeah, it seems like it would be. No, but, you know, other than that, yeah, it's a really nice Nova Prime... I uh, I still really like the function. I like how the inner Optimus Prime just kind of ends up looking like uh like the repaint from Combiner Wars. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a nice just like retroactively make that one a that one a Nova. I'm not going to say it's an acknowledgement. I almost did, but also it feels like an acknowledgement of how like the moment a single third-party upgrade kit looked at whatever it was, Battlemaster or whatever, Optim- he had a funny name, the white one. Uh, it was a Nova Prime kit, basically, and then it was another Nova Prime kit, because everyone was like, why is this guy not Nova Prime? <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, it's, I mean, like, it's a white Optimus Prime that isn't a Magnus, so I'm, obviously it's going to be a, a, a Nova, right? Yeah. That's how that works. Uh, I I hope I can um, pick him up because now, now I'm annoyed. Now I want to go. S- I had to back out of Nova Prime and Cascade versus Javelin because they. Uh, hey, is this a familiar tale? They came out months early, and I wasn't ready, so I backed off my pre-orders because <laughs> I was like, I can't. Oh, I can't. I can't swing these right now. <laughs> so they, they're still oh, in stock. That feeling they're still in stock, but yeah, yeah. Hey, maybe a relatable feeling. I don't know to a Transformers collector. Oh, that came out now. Not three months from now, huh? <laughs> so, uh, I think Nova was. I, I, I've got a. I've got a friend who couldn't secure a Nova, so I assume it just dipped out of stock for a while. In Canada, he's still there. And I think. if that is the case, I'm happy. Uh, well, he's back in the U.S., and I think I, I want to say the Prime Day sale is still valid for him. Oh yeah, you guys got him on Prime Day sale too. I, yeah, we didn't get that. <laughs> Uh, that was not an option for Canadians. But yeah, he's, he's still in Stockholm, Canada. They have uh, at least 30 of him, which I think is how high their ticker goes. But yeah, the, he was on Prime Day sale, so that's probably, if he's out of stock, that would be it uh, in the States. But yeah, he, he, he is definitely on my list. Because I, I have uh, the first Magnus, and I have the Galaxy Prime. Um and I'm not in love with either of them necessarily. I, I'm kind. I kind of have nostalgic feelings for the two of them for reasons. But Nova Prime seems way more exciting, and hearing that he also just turned out well makes it feel like he is the one who like is going to actually not live in a box, basically, for me. Mm-hmm. Um, the Galaxy Prime one is, is actually what made me hope he would turn out well because the, the Galaxy Prime version of that mold, I I liked it with this sort of odd caveat of like this is a really cool toy. If actual Galaxy Force Optimus, Cybertron Optimus, was a wildly inaccessible, rare old toy that you could never, ever get a hold of anymore, then maybe this is kind of neat if I'd never touched one. Like, that very specific arrangement of things made that toy kind of interesting to me. But also, I have an original Galaxy Force Optimus, and the Cybertron version and Galaxy Force versions, as far as I know, they are not inaccessible by any means. They're kind of, you know, they're over 100 bucks now, but that's it. So, (laughs) 
he kind of he is kind of just a funny looking guy who represents a TCG card I still don't have. Uh, but no, it's good to hear about Nova, or good to hear again confirmed about Nova. Um, I guess the only thing we're really wondering is how his white plastic will turn out. But you know what? No one will know until it happens. So this may as well just like enjoy what we got. That's that's my opinion. Um, and, uh, and speaking of enjoying what we got, I'll, I'll pop over to one of mine now. Uh, I was at a toy show when I was visiting my mom and helping out with lasers and eyes, um, scenarios. And at that toy show face forward listener of the podcast. In fact, one of our usual first reporters as to whether or not the podcast is making it into various other podcasting apps has been an invaluable resource in that, in that sense, actually non-derogatory, non, non ironically, I'm genuinely, uh, it's, it's, it's nice to get helpful feedback. <laughs> uh, also did me a deal at the end of the show on a trio of toys. And the first of those is one I'd been really wanting to pick up, not for retail price for a while, which was a uh, collab Maverick, the top gun transformers collaborations toy. Um, a little caveat. I still haven't pulled any of his, his accessories out of the bubble they're in because they're hard to get out. And I wanted to leave them in there for when I traveled back and I haven't pulled them out of my suitcase yet. So, um, you didn't want to lose a tiny volleyball. The volleyball, I think, is actually bigger than the other three accessories. <laughs> um, but because his, his his alternate hands are kind of tiny because they're open palm ones with a peg for the volleyball, um, and then the tiny tiny whoever it is on a motorcycle who doesn't matter um, is like small enough to eat. So I figured like maybe it's better that they live in this thing. Uh, but Maverick, I know this has gone around from the people who do have him, and he's kind of made a new... There was, like, another wave recently, I noticed, on various social medias of, like, you know, Maverick as a toy ain't bad, you just have to paint him, basically, is is the gist of it. And finally messing with him, I agree. Uh, he's got a very well-painted head. I think he's a really cool toy. He He feels the most like a Macross toy a Transformer has felt since Siege Jetfire. Um... And uh, and Combiner Wars Jetfire, like, and it felt like with Siege Jetfire they were kind of done with that stuff. I thought, but Maverick straight up feel he feels like a newer Macross toy. Like, there's parts of his transformation that make me think of the VF30 era, um, with the way his nose cone folds in. Um, he's a really cool, very surprisingly big toy, uh, and visually he looks like mud, which is really unfortunate. Uh, they tried to do a weathering on the most dull shade of gray plastic, and so it just looks like mud on mud. Uh, and it's, and it, I think it's only, it, it, it looks worse because his head sculpt is so vibrantly painted with the flight helmet, uh, and really well painted. Uh, it makes everything look worse. Um, so I haven't done it yet, but I know it's a very common thing that people who don't even do a lot of painting have done, where you just do an ink wash on him. And he already looks like, you know, a million bucks better. So I, I'm going to figure something out with him. But uh, I do think Maverick is actually a pretty cool toy. I think he is well worth picking up for a deal. Uh, at retail, he is such visual mud that it's really hard to justify his retail price, even though objectively he is a fully painted, somewhat large transforming airplane robot. Objectively, I see how his price happens, especially with a license with Top Gun. Um, but it's like you just you feel so bad for everyone who worked on him because I'm sure that they were. You can see they were trying to do something, and it didn't work. And he looks like mud as a result. <laughs> uh, so I, I hope someday he can maybe come out in other more vibrant color schemes. But like as it is, I'm happy I got him. And so many you know many thanks to Face Forward uh, for that and the other stuff I'll talk about later. Um, 
but Maverick was my little highlight. Uh, I even I even managed to get a whole get his box with him so I could film it once before getting rid of it because his box uh, also actually is really frustrating. It's trying to be a diorama of an aircraft carrier, and it's a really neat looking diorama that doesn't work the moment you remove the twist ties. It, in fact, never will work again unless you go in and re-twist tie everything. Uh, story as old as time with Transformers diorama packaging, but on that one, it was really a bummer because it looked really good. It looked like it could have been a really good display to keep him in, but you can't, so I recycled it <laughs> after I filmed it. Uh, anyway, that that's my Maverick talk. Um, he is a licensed jet... I saw, oh, I should say, I saw one other co- comment on him somewhere, which is that if, I think it was, um, I can't remember who said it, but if his wings could fold in one more axis in the middle to be a better backpack, he would be a better toy. I fully agree. Um, I wish there was a market for third-party replacement wings with another rotator axis in the middle. Uh, I know that's not very aerodynamically sound. It would probably look really bad to Aaron <laughs> and anyone else who knows what an airplane is, but like... Uh, his robot mode, I think, would have really benefited. But that's the Maverick talk. Um, and that brings us to our next listener question. Briefly, I can't... Did, did either of you dip into Maverick? Because it's actually been long enough now, I can't remember. Nope. I always thought he 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 looked not Transformers-y. Like, it's, it's that je ne sais quoi of, like, what is a Transformer? That looked like the off-brand transformer it does it doesn't look like a like a transformer i keep saying that it, it look it looked like it looks like someone made like a modern version of one of those like not knockoff but definitely not real transformer that you'd get at like a drugstore back mm-hmm. in the day yeah I will, I will say again, non-derogatory i think it is how much he he reminds me of someone who was looking at a Macross design from the last 10 years. He's very, very to be yeah. very skinny. And I think the other, th- the other thing that was my issue with it was just like the color scheme it's, even doesn't do him. Justice. It's awful. I know that that's, it's awful. <laughs> it, it's, 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 it's what an F 14 kind of looks like, but like the, is it like a yellow Brown? That's there. It's a greeny. Like, it's a like greeny the color gray. That they put on top of the white just doesn't look doesn't doesn't do it favors. Where yeah. it may have just been better off to have panel lines and hit it with an ink wash. Yeah, and let the panel lines be the thing, not the like digicam looking whatever well, he, splashed through some. Mud he's a, he's like a greeny because that was also in the like it was also in the splashed in mud phase for. For decos, right? Well, he he's like a, that was what they put on all the toys. He's a greeny yellow, um, a greeny yellow gray plastic, which already is like oh god, right? And then yeah, they went for Digicam, mm-hmm. but then the Digicam I think would have worked if they went bold on it, but then they dialed it back. So the Digicam just looks like it looks like someone sneezed on it, basically, uh, because it, it's just close enough to the gray. That it, it it visually doesn't look like Digicam to me in person. You have to mm-hmm. stare at it and look for the lines. It's so faded and close to the gray hue without the yellow and green that then the yellow and green back hue of the plastic comes in. And then, like I said, it just turns into mud. Like mud is the is the way to describe it. Like it, it's it's and it is in. I could I, I saw him once in package in a GameStop. He is so ugly on the shelf. <laughs> We just see this swathe of mud, uh, in, in also a super vibrant package. Like 
the yeah the package is so colorful and vibrant and then the the actual toy is mud and i think that they went for accuracy but on a toy right especially an on-the-shelf transformers toy you can never do full accuracy because you can't afford it with the budget ceiling so you have to use parts of accuracy and then try to just cut out the parts that that hurt more than help and on maverick it feels like they only left the parts that hurt and cut out the parts that help so he he looks like he's missing two two photoshop layers and you're getting the in-between ones that don't look cool you know, like the coloration layers without the lines, if it makes any sense. Like, it's, uh, yeah, he, he's, he's very uggo um, at a glance. Also, I love him, but because <laughs> of, there's various reasons why I think he's really cool, but his color scheme is absolutely not one of them. <laughs> um, but yeah, I also remembered he was the second collab toy, and the collabs, I think, predate the pandemic. So I was realizing, man, he's mm-hmm. an old toy now. <laughs> not like super old, but... He's aged enough. I can't remember who has him anymore. Um, speaking of speaking of aged toys, we got a listener question all about Legacy Evolution Commander Armada Prime. Such an old toy now, with the hotness being Commander Ultra Magnus. Uh, this comes in from Carito, uh, who's got a bunch of questions, uh, or a series of questions, all related to this one item. Uh, Legacy Evolution Commander Class Armada Universe Optimus Prime. Um, who Carito uh, found randomly in a store a few weeks ago and uh, apparently broke his neck. It was so shocked, double-taking. Don't double-take like that. Um, and so, uh, you know, there's going to be a question about making Commander class of other three Super Robot Primes, but we're instead going to talk about the things that he doesn't have. Um, so Carito is asking, do you think we're going to get a jet fire and an overload to go with him? Carito is unconvinced for reasons I didn't think about until Carito laid them out. Basically, because the toy famously, right, has that port for old Overload to plug in, right? I didn't mm-hmm. think about this. The port that old Overload connects to goes away if you have Jetfire as the legs. Because it's connected to the legs. It's part of that, that thing that flips up onto the back. How, how, how do we know that the new Jetfire wouldn't have a similar port? He, he could, he could. But I, I appreciate the logic... Um, cause there's also, it's a bit at the end I appreciate is like, just as a tempering of expectations, uh, to quote, cause there's, there's a bunch in here, which is basically pointing out, you know, that like the, the overload port is connected to the old legs. So you'd kind of be choosing one or the other, or you'd have to have an overload port on Jetfire as well. Um, but quote, plus you add the fact that new, op- new Armada Prime has backwards compatibility to old overload makes me think that was added because they knew they're not going to be able to sell a new one. And I was like... I don't. I think that maybe, maybe that's a touch pessimistic, but also I don't find myself disagreeing with the idea that maybe the Easter egg is there as the nod. Um, so yeah, like like yeah, I we're good, good. I wouldn't be surprised at that either because they've done that before, where they've like really uh, what was it the Optimus Prime and Megatron that ended was it the Megatron that had Prime shotgun or Prime that had Megatron shot I forget oh, which way yeah, yeah, the order was weird but they've but kind of was, done with, it, was with, opti- with it, was, it was the Optimus Prime had the shotgun for the Megatron yeah that's right yeah, yeah. where they've done some of that like throwback in other lines or even um, you know th- things of that nature I wouldn't be surprised if somebody had the originals sitting there as their inspiration as they're doing design, and then they grabbed Overlord, and they're like, hey, wait a second, we're close enough that if we take this piece that's not doing much anyway, put this, you know, knock this hole in it, 
we could make it so that old toy can play with new toys. Yeah. I could see that in and of itself being an easy thing, and that's the end of it. Now, I'm pretty sure on one of the things they were kind of cagey about, like, maybe they could connect to something else in talking about how the whole thing went together. And it may be something that's on their, like, whiteboard for, hey, in, you know, late 2024, early 2025 that maybe we've not seen yet, there's a a leader that's coming along that'll be some parts of that. Maybe that's a thing. Maybe that's just a thing that they designed it, leaving that door wide open with the ability to do it in the future. Um, I think at this point, with with the successes that we're seeing and the fact that we're finishing out sets of things in time, I would not be surprised if that's just part of the like overall ethos. Like, hey, while you're designing a thing, look forward to what else could go on here, and let's see if we can like for little additional costs set it up that way. So, like, the, I'll, when, I'll, I'll I, throw I don't in, think it's like when like, Armada John Cybertron happened where they designed it all up front and then released it in parts. I think it's just designed like, hey, there may be a very blocky CAD model version that's like low poly land of would it work? Yeah, probably. We yeah, could get it figured out later. That's Studio Series Devastator, basically. That. Like that, that's how that, that came together. Yeah. And I, I will, I'll just throw in quickly because I, I want to move to, I want to ask TJ your opinion too, but like, just very quickly I'll say, I think, I, I, I feel like I can say with a lot of educated certainty that at least on a whiteboard list, yes, they wrote down overload and jet fire generations. I'm sure that that, because as you said, like they, they're so set and they carried forward the John Warden thing of like, we're going to finish sets that like, they certainly wrote on a whiteboard, the idea at least, but like TJ, what about you? Do you think that the jet fire and overlord or just jet fire or overload overload? Now I'm saying overlord overload, uh, <laughs> May, may lie in the generation's future. Lord, Lord, Lord. Same kind of kind of. Um, honestly, I, I, I would tend to agree that if they did one, there's probably something sketched down to like, okay, we could do the others. And honestly, when it comes to those two, it's not hard. Like, it's really not, you know, because all Jetfire has to do is have the same connection point for the torso. Mm-hmm. You know, that's basically all you have to do to like work that engineering in. And then all uh you know, the only thing the overload has to do is basically rest on the shoulders. You can come up with something that flips out a jet fire and plugs in the same way the old one does. But for the most part, all you really needed to do is just sit on the shoulders and be two big guns. So I don't think in this case it's difficult for them to do to leave like that little back door of well just in case, you know, because mm-hmm. they've tried that before and they've tried to do that with dedicated engineering. Masterpiece Star Saber has components for a connection that has never happened. Yeah, but it's a like a just in case thing. It's like just in case this works and people want it and it will sell. We're going to do this. Um, given how it seems that, you know, the the reception for the Armada toys that they've done so far has been pretty good. And considering we've got the the book like the poster art for the next set of Transformers, like uh and Armada Megatron has all the junk for for Tidal Wave. 
I can't yeah. imagine that like someone at Hasbro doing Armada toys now made sure that combination was possible and didn't look at Mega didn't look at Optimus and go, uh, yeah, we need to make sure Jetfire and Overload are possible. So yeah. if it's I I feel like it just basically like it's there if the Armada toys do well enough that we feel like we can keep going. Mm-hmm. Which seems well, I mean, to be the case. There, so there's somebody really big in the background of the art for this, in, in the key art for this one, um, that that really locks that in, right? Well, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and I, I, I will say I do. It's a slight tangent. I do really like that they just showed the full art and just sh- and and showed it with those other, you know, very feature characters in it that did not have toys on display. Because like at this point, it's like, yeah, y'all just show us show us cool things. And you don't have to show us everything, but if you got art, don't don't be cagey with the mm-hmm. art. Just show the art. Make that the teaser. Like I, I like that they were doing those space bridge teasers mm-hmm. in some of their streams. Like they were kind of goofy, but I still liked it. Like it, if if there's gonna be speculation fodder, I'd rather it come from Hasbro because like I find speculating just on a list of Walmart names is somehow less exciting and and less interesting than those are. Those are always the worst. It, it's it's like a letdown when somebody gets the that walmart list that's just like oh this is you know just unicode text this this isn't even something with a font yeah and it's a bunch of like nine letters for a thing and so then it's like okay well dlx op meg it's like okay what is that and then (laughs) it it is never three zero coming to retail dlx we got this uh but I, I almost want to. At the okay. same time, at the same time, Hasbro has not been great with that artwork in in not even like long past. Like we had that artwork for Kingdom, where like a third of the characters they showed never came out. I think I think a note must have gone around internally because with Kingdom they were just like kind of like, well, we're not going to talk about the rest of the artwork. Nah, nah, it's all good. And then we get into the legacy, like the legacy posters in general have also just been way more bold and cinematic. Um, but but also for oh, this yeah. Legacy Generations one or uh, Legacy United one, um, they were pretty upfront when people were like, "Hey, is that Magmatron?" They're like, "That is Magmatron, huh?" <laughs> like they weren't really going like, "Oh, we can't really." Saying like it felt like they were being more bold, you know, and, and just saying like the artwork speaks speaks for itself, and and I think they knew what they were doing when they showed um, Legacy Evolution, and everyone was like, oh Tarn, and then they were like, oh yeah, Tarn's also in this, and you're like, huh? <laughs> like I I loved that that was they weren't going to be able to outdo that with this one anyway, but like Legacy Evolution's whole thing of like oh Nemesis was just staring at you since we revealed the poster. Uh, was was untouchable. Like in general, I think after Kingdom, they've been making the art part of the promo a lot more and a lot better. Because um, yeah, that Kingdom artwork was that that poster. I think was a bummer internally too, uh, for all the talk that happened. But I was gonna say, I I think Jetfire is pretty pretty likely to happen because in part he doesn't need to rely on you owning Optimus to have most of the fun with him anyway. Um, even the Armada one, like, was basically a transformer, and then you could transform him a little differently, and then he could connect, but it wasn't like you were losing out on a ton of the figure, um, whereas Overload, I think, doesn't really stand as well on his own, but, you know, in Generations, that could be accounted for a lot more. 
however, I think also Jetfire is just more recognizable. Jetfire is the partner piece for Armada Optimus. Legacy Armada Optimus has the removable chest insignia, which feels like a very really big, oh, look, there's a port on the chest kind of thing <laughs> that yeah. we could then put the insignia on another thing. Wink, wink. Um, so I think I think Jetfire is pretty likely. To be honest, I'll be surprised if they do overload. I think that they absolutely could, and I think he would be very cool. I just think that he really exists in, like, the kind of back pocket that, like, it's a it's a harder back pocket to access than even doing something like Strong Armor Shadow Striker, um, because there's a lot about Overload that like just doesn't make sense when he's by himself. Even if he was like fully articulated, mm-hmm. he's yeah. Weird. I, I feel like maybe that's another commander is Jetfire and Overload. Oh, that would be cool. Hmm. That would be cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because. Because them by themselves, like, it has the, the I'm a shuttle transport vehicle thing. And then it's like, hey, they've got robot modes. And, hey, if you have this other thing, then it can go together with it. I just had an epiphany. Uh, if they are together in a commander set, then you also have a base mode. You just rework overload to be more of a launch pad as a third mode. Super, mm-hmm. super easy with the shapes available. I could totally see that. Damn, I'm doing that speculation thing because now if they don't do that, I'm gonna, I, I can't be disappointed because we're making this up. But, <laughs> but also that's a really good idea. Yeah. Because uh, uh, this actually pivots really well. Um, l- let's assume they do that, right? The the one guy at Hasbro that listens to us is like, oh 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 crap! Write that down. Write that down. Write that down. B Mac is just putting us that's better than what we had idea. B Mac's yeah. putting us on a hit list. Yeah. <laughs> it's like not these ones too. Uh, yeah. But uh, this this pivots well into into Carino's other questions, which are mostly about the idea of the the existing pants. Um, Carino says, if I'm honest, uh, with the rising cost of toys, I don't think it would go over very well with current fans if you tell them you can't use half of the $80 toy you already bought if you wanted to combine with the new $50 toy. Uh, so my questions are, do you think Hasbro would try to do anything with the leftover pants or just tell you to leave it in base mode? And what would you like to see done with the pants? Um, so I, I have a big one here. Uh, Carito's big one, there's some other stuff, but Carito's big one, which is important, is Centaur mode, which I completely agree with. I think that would be sick. Um, but I would love to see, this would be a third party thing, I think. Um, but I would love to see someone, it would have been DNA designs, but nowadays I'm actually kind of like, maybe just, maybe just keep doing what you're doing. Uh, figure out how to bolt some parts onto the trailer so the trailer can have a really funny-looking robot mode by itself with, like, a drone head and, like, a, I don't know, like, f- two sets of weird mechanical spindly arms uh, so it can just walk around by itself and do stuff. I think that would be really fun, uh, personally. But, um, I don't know, what do you guys think? Like, do you, do you guys think it would mostly just be, like, oh, it's got a base mode, like, back in Armada? and Or do you think there could be a better fate there, for it? There's a part of me that's, like... There's a part of me that's like, ah, it has a base mode. It already has the thing that's doing. Maybe that's other integration with Overload. Yeah. Where you have the the, it becomes part of a launch towery thing, so that he can be pants. Or, and then you have the leftover base mode for it. Um, or you just deal with the fact that man, sometimes when you got toys with super duper super modes, parts get left <laughs> behind. Those those were the old pants. They're out of fashion Sometimes. now. Sometimes. in the closet. <laughs> Sometimes when you... Because, <laughs> uh, you know, I'm going to say, back in Armada, I thought it kind of was a bummer that the pants got left behind. And then, like, 
just last year, I just last year I discover you can attach overload to the base mode to make the base mode even more sick. But then it's like, yeah, but then overload's not on the not on the combined robot mode. <laughs> so yeah, he, yeah, no, no, you want the giant cannons. Yeah, this poor base mode kind of got left in the dirt. And and I'm gonna be, I'm not gonna lie, Armada Optimus Prime's trailer's base mode. Not the most exciting base mode in the world before or after Legacy. Uh, it mm-hmm. kind of is a splatted thing. I, I like that Legacy tries like gives it more locking tabs. That does something. That does something really cool. But I, I would like it to get something else. Uh, TJ, what, what do you think about the idea of um, the leftover pants? Like, what, what do we do with them? I mean, it would be nice to have some use for them. I was that. I was that kid that that had. Well, kid, I, I was that person who actually had the pants just off to the side and going like, this feels weird that this has nothing to do. They're just standing there. And it's just, <laughs> they're just standing there watching mm-hmm. me play with the rest of his body. There's part of me that's like, okay, um, we've seen this a lot with, uh, with weaponizers and all the kin that we have had since then in modern toys. Uh, how about more cannons? Just like. Big underslung cannons like Cybertron Optimus, so shoulder cannons, underslung hey, cannons. Just, and then there's, I could almost get behind the pants having some kind of autonomy, but literally the only thing in my head is like if the like if that port on top could flip around to just sit a minicon in there, and it's like Wallace oh. and Gromit piloting pants. Yeah, <laughs> like a cock, like a standing cockpit. With yeah. like like just two big levers that you operate standing like rail like railroad switcher levers, oh, that would be sick. I like I like that idea. Um, I, I I was also gonna say because I've I'm not I'm I'm not good at keeping up with leaks because there are so many people who want to be the leaker that now it's like it's too much work to keep up with leaks. But like the there there's yeah. a whole thing going around because we know about tidal wave now. And there was the whole conversation of, like, like way back going, like, oh, what is it? I don't know who and how long I've been hearing about Tidal Wave. <laughs> anyway, there's the whole question of, if Tidal Wave is gigantic, how is he going to combine with, with Megatron? And, like, is it on the forums where someone said that just parts of him will combine with Megatron? Or is that, like, a deeper level leak that wasn't on the forums? I don't remember anymore. I, I, I don't know. But like, I, 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 tidal I, wave I wanna... attached all the tidal wave old, old tidal wave attached to Megatron. Yeah, but then and this Megatron seems to be able to do all the things well, that the, it can do. The whole thing with new tidal wave is like because he's rumored to be Titan class, so he's you know likely to be like video game tidal wave size. Um, what what my understanding is, and because in case anyone was trying to backtrace any of this, I don't remember anymore where I heard this, so don't ask me. Uh, but the 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 thing going around is that Titan Tidal Wave will just eject components that combine with Leader Armada Megatron to form the legacy version of that combination, leaving behind some Tidal Wave hunkage. And so, like, it would be kind of cool if a new Overload did a similar thing of, like, Overload, the, the main meat, will do the thing it did back in the day, but now he's got this extra chunkage on him, which combines with the leftover pants base to make it cooler. So you get the best of both worlds. Like, I think that'd be kind of cool. Um, 
DJ, you were saying something. Do you, do you remember if I'm accidentally leaking things that need to be edited out, or am I calling to something that someone said publicly? <laughs> and it might be a good idea to check first. Uh, I don't because wanna... I'm I'm the same way, and my bra- and my my brain says it's public. Yeah, so does mine. And once, okay, I'm gonna lay this out for some people. Once upon a time, the way that leaked info would come out, it wasn't hard to keep track of this, right? But now, I think it's harder to keep track of this. So let's just pretend it's public, because I'm sure someone blabbed it somewhere if it isn't. I don't know. Um, dear editor, I don't know. Ask somebody for us. Because <laughs> I, I think all the people I can ask are too entrenched. I don't think they'll know. Um, but also, uh, this is a slight tangent I wanted to throw in, because I heard this as, as like third-hand feedback somewhere of, like, why doesn't the WTFCFW, like, cover cover leaks more or at all? And, like, part of the reason is this funny situation we're in, but the other part of the reason is that, like, between the three of us, right, I just don't think that as, on this podcast, we have much excitement to talk about it, because, like, if, if we really want to talk about it, and I think we mentioned this before, like, if we really want to talk about it, TJ and I both have YouTube outlets to talk about it if it feels super important. And, like, Aaron, you demonstrably don't really seem super interested in talking about, especially, like, a Walmart leak list, let alone some Discord group somewhere saying they know things, right? Like, so... Yeah, (laughs) I I know a guy that knows a guy whose uncle works at Hasbro, and he told me that, yeah, that I... Like, if we got actual pictures, that's cool. Yeah. If we got actual news, that's cool. Everything I'm saying is saying, oh, since Tidal Wave's big on the poster, he's going to be the Titan. And that's the most that I can find in searching Google directly. Like, everybody's saying Titan. Like, I, I'm not saying something where it's where it had been said, Titan Tidal Wave. Now, yeah. maybe, like, I've, I've missed the Walmart listing or, or whatever oh no this this wouldn't have been I, I, this wasn't a walmart i think it's just but, I, this wasn't a walmart <laughs> yeah I, I think it's i think it's just by default at this point because leader's not going to be big enough to to work for this care for this case but the commander's uh already I'm, covered i mean i think window. i think leader could be like a leader on top of a leader because that's what it was in in armada Tidal Wave was a leader. Megatron was a leader. Leader plus leader. I'm actually checking TFW now (laughs) while we're talking. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I mean, I I, I don't see why it couldn't be. It's not going to be your Armada PS2 game Tidal Wave where you're spending a level climbing up him size. Because even that would be, like, ridiculous. So it's, like, a thing that you gotta, like, just deal with the fact that it's not, I don't know. Also, also, part of the reason why, like, people like me kind of defaulted to thinking Titan is just that, like, right now, it seems like there's gonna be a Titan class every year. And if they're showing Tidal Wave, it's like, well, he kind of fits the bill. Like he's an easy fit to that. Like I, I would believe that before I would believe Titan class Magmatron, for instance, because uh, Magma- uh, yeah. Magmatron. See is- why not? Because then you have three Dinobot-sized Dinobots that all combine into one bigger thing. 
Oh no, that would be Th- cool. That should be the Titan. Gosh I, I darn it! You can I don't, get you can get crazy. It. Like as soon as you as soon as you pick one of those lanes, you can get crazy with it. But, I, I should yeah. I should say I'm not against the idea. It's just that I'm thinking like thinking thinking with Transformers brain. Dude made a three combining dinosaurs. Feels like Commander class is just written all over him. And then dude made a dude whose character trait includes the word tall who's made of, like, three vehicles that turn into a bigger vehicle feels very Titan to me, especially because he's a spaceship. And, you know, now we've got... Yeah, I don't know, though, because tit- Titan is huge. Like, that's the other side of, uh, of the thing, of, of that sort of size idea, is all the Titans are, like, significantly larger than leaders. So, yeah, how are you making a leader combine into that? I don't think you are. But I also think that that'd be just goofy yeah there, hey there's a post there's a like, post on tfw of someone saying he's the titan for 2024 i don't know who this person is but <laughs> but their post has six likes well <laughs> s- send me that link and i'll respond to it well, and and say nah uh no, and they, then they posted this on like, tuesday that's too long ago now we <laughs> I like that this is how I'm vetting it. Like, did some guy say it somewhere once? <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, do do I think it'd be cool to have a Titan-sized tidal wave? Yeah, that'd be real cool. And it'd fit with, like, how he seemed. But at the same time, if you're going toyetically at all, then a leader and a leader. And, and that that's, works. That's the thing, though, is that the leader prioritizes that combined mode, and the combined mode is garbage. And if you're not, if you, if you don't have tidal wave big enough, you don't get like the neat stuff, which is like, you know, like a ramjet mini con that can. Oh, all, all the all the hidden or... stuff that they already stripped off of the Megatron. Yeah, yeah. Why would they strip all that stuff off of a toy? I think a lot of people on TFW. You, you make a point. I don't like a lot it. of people on TFW <laughs> are saying with a lot of confidence the phrase "Titan tidal wave." So, I've <laughs> yeah. So I think. I mean, you can say a lot of things with a lot of confidence. I think that's been floating around. Like, th- there's the whole helicopters aren't real joke thing. I, am I am like just because people say it a bunch doesn't make it true? Are, are we also? Hey, I'm going to leave this to the audience. Are we doing a half kayfabe bit to demonstrate why we don't cover leakless anymore? I don't know. Maybe we are. Because <laughs> I'm going to TFW and looking for people who have at least six likes on their post saying there is a Titan tidal wave. Uh, I found a post with eleven likes. Ooh, dang. It's from October 3rd. Oh, well. <laughs> that one must be true then. Jeez, I don't know what I'm doing here. <laughs> it's 11 people who agreed with it, or at least enjoyed it. Uh, but anyway, I forgot the point I was making and, and what kind of trouble I might have caused. So I can't... Anyway, people don't even tell me leaks. So if I found out about it, it's it's close enough to public that who cares. It's also on a podcast, so you can't cite this in text. I might have You might have made this all up. Don't be a liar. Um... <laughs> Anyway, yeah, um, I'm excited to see whether or not we get jet fire myself. Uh, <laughs> I also forgot about this, but when I was looking up all that info, apparently on the reveal stream, one of the things that was connective tissue is that apparently Tidal Wave is the Star Seeker ship now that Thundertron is captain of in that fiction that doesn't exist for 
legacy. So that, apparently, oh yeah, apparently that was mentioned. So they they were leaning in the idea. He's a, there's a starship that is commanded. So I think I th- I really think they are leaning into the video game side of Tidal Wave, which I'm into because that's my favorite Tidal Wave. Because uh, I don't remember much about the other one uh, until he turned into Mirage. Um, <laughs> he said Tidal Wave a lot. Uh, let. I think that's that's all from the Carito questions set that we got. So let's do another uh, acquisition a piece. Uh, let's this time. Let's. Oh, you you don't even get go for his his sign out on there where you're supposed to take care of me. I just assumed you'd read it. Um, it does say thanks for all you do. Please take care of Aaron. I don't know why we need to take care of you. <laughs> Is this from the era where you had? Was August when your car got hit? No, that was like last year it's it's oh it's that over was a year now and insurance on yeah. and insurance on it still hasn't paid off for the homeowners are, part. are you are you confusing when he got hit and when i got hit maybe <laughs> stop getting hit by cars this guy i got hit in july stop getting hit by cars please uh <laughs> i was about to say stop getting hit by cars it is confusing my memory as the reason you know, not not like anything else. <laughs> um, anyway, let's let's pop over to another Transformers acquisition inquisition about a piece that you're really happy you got lately. TJ, let's start with you this time. Uh, what's one of yours? Mm, something to pick from. Um, just to keep it like relatively, because it was mentioned. The set was mentioned before, so we might as well get them out of the way. Uh, I do have Javelin versus Cascade now. So mm-hmm. does Aaron. Do a do a, a kind of short twofer. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, I mean, they're they're retools. It makes sense for a two pack. Yeah, yeah, they're they're retools. It's not like. Well, I meant the 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 two of us matching up. Okay. Oh well, well, Different. sure, sure. We well, I guess we can do that too. You guys can converse on a podcast, I suppose. Hey, hey, they sh- <laughs> they sure are copies of that mold, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. The, the, they are that toy again. Certainly. I'm really excited about Javelin. I'm sorry. I'm really sorry to Cascade. I actually like Cascade's root mold more than a lot of other people. So I, I mostly just feel bummed out that like it seems like she's been packaged with a much better toy that has aged better in a shorter amount of time. But uh, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Like, did Cascade turn out like sick? Is that like the the definitive version of of uh, Chromia Night Racer? Someone else. So, weirdly enough, I never had this specific version of the mold. I had the one that actually combined, but I never had, like, the, the standalone. Oh! Okay. So it's technically my first experience with Ayo. it. I don't remember it being a ton different. It, it's it's not. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. really not. It's just missing a big block in it somewhere. Big empty spot where there used to be something. Uh-huh. Well, there's like uh, the, the yeah. backpack or something works differently in that spot, but not enough for anyone to actually remember because I can't. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, did the, that mold had the what is it? Little grenades you could stick on her legs. Did they keep those, or is it because she has a big new gun? They got rid of them. Oh, she uh, she still she has still them. Got them. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So they play in they play they play into my absolute favorite part about this because the whole thing is like it's a sniper's duel both of their snipers are actually made of little parts that you have to assemble oh sick yeah so it's a scene from literally every movie that features a sniper where they're taking the suitcase to the roof and putting it together bit by bit oh i love that i love that that's emergent storytelling 
That's good stuff. Um, I had I actually had something about Javelin that I really liked. Um, which I was talking about this somewhere else. Uh, and it's that I really like that she demonstrates that the Bumblebee movie deluxes uh, can be retooled effectively uh, because they're very good deluxes. And I think it's kind of cool that, like, people can get at them without having to get at the nostalgia scene from a live-action movie as, like, the baggage attached. That you can just get, like, hypothetically, maybe they might do more of them. And, like, like that brawn is an amazing little toy. And I could totally see someone who's just not interested because it's, like, it's just another... It's a brawn from a, the opening of a movie that was absolutely pandering to someone, and maybe it wasn't me, I don't know. Um, but it's a good toy, and I would love for, like, another colorway on each of those things. Uh, that, that is not from the movie. Um, does, does Javelin wear that mold well? Does it kind of stick out, like, having, like, a different head? Or She's got the also, like, the funny visor head, so maybe it helps? I don't know. She's, like, the blind sniper type of look? Yeah, she's she's the funny part of the backstory they presented for that two-pack, which is they used to be friends, and now they're enemies. And yeah. it's like, yeah, and one of them is missing part of her head. I wonder how they became enemies. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I was imagining, like, that uh, in my head canon, because there will never be canon to go with this with these toy sets, uh, other than the blurbs, is that Cascade actually still thinks that they're friends, and they're, just having, a, they're having a fun little duel. And Javelin's, like, actively trying to murder Cascade, because it's like, we went on a hunting trip, and you shot me in the head! And Cascade's like, yeah, it's funny, you survive, right? So it's all cool. And Anyway, yeah, we're, we're dueling, this is fun, and the whole time Javelin's just like, I'm gonna shoot your jaw off! But, like... Cascade is just inherently a little bit better at this and doesn't understand uh, that that this is a life or death thing, whereas Javelin is just <laughs> missing part of her head and is really angry that she's not able to return the favor. I'm, I, this is I, When I read the blurb about them, this developed in my head in like five minutes, and I was like, man, it's just like so perfect, and it's never going to be the, the real media, but I, I like what I thought of. Anyway, that's... <laughs> That's what that's what partly drew me to that set, other than the, the character selection. Uh, did the oh good good so so yes the head separates her out. All right, all right. Because that's what that's the start of the tangent. Uh, she she's featuring new like uh, new backpack bits that form the side of the car and a new chest too. Oh, so sick. She, she's got some significant remolding going on. Uh, yeah, and I, de- I, I will say, I, I definitely don't just, like, see blue RC when I look at her. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. And and I think it really helps that, like, a lot of people don't know who she is, and so it's really easy to just assume, like, oh, this is just a solid representation. Like, I think it is, I, I will say. I'm not trying to cover, like, a critique in that. But for both characters, I think it, it's really helpful that, like, there's a, a, they are very niche as far as fandom members who are who like really mm-hmm. care about them and like they're unfortunately the same people who are going to like me complain like you put the word Ascenticon on a package and that is super freaking cool where's her insignia because <laughs> my understanding is she doesn't have one uh, Cascade and uh, no neither of them do that I mean Javelin sure, but like Cascade that kind of bums me out on Cascade. Like between that and, and Detritus not having the Merc symbol, uh I'm kinda like, Oh, we had these new symbols that were neat and we're forgetting about them, it seems. Nuts. <laughs> um But and is there any anything like I mean, because they're they're both you know, 
reuses of existing molds. Is there anything about them that feels off, or do they just generally feel solid? I, I, I had to cancel them along with Nova Prime, so I really want to get them, so I'm, I'm nosy. The only thing that was off on mine was, uh, for some reason, like, Javelin's, like, gold-painted gun had, like, some crud on it. Ugh. Where, like, I couldn't, I couldn't tell if it was that thing, like, like, some people have been reporting, like, some kind of, like, growth or, like, fungus or something, or mold. That had gotten into some of the toys. That's a whole thing. I, I someone brought thing. that up on a stream I, I was doing, and then someone brought up the counter. There are counter posts saying it's this is all on what's his name the the Tetrajet. Um, what's his name? Nacelle. Yeah, it's it's all in dirt. Yeah, so it was Nacelle was the oh, one I Nacelle. heard. Where, where like yes. there's like white fuzzy stuff um, that looks a lot like mold, and it might be mold. But if you say that confidently. There is a cadre who have a fairly solid-sounding argument that it is not mold. It is a weird reaction of mold release that was not properly cleaned up. And I don't know enough about mold or mold release. <laughs> Organic mold or inorganic mold release to know for sure. So th- that is a whole thing, apparently. Uh, I mean, there there are some materials out there. I don't know much about mold release style stuff. But there is some stuff out there that will um, like react and and look funky. Um, like uh, one of the classic things is like the the the, the stuff that they put in diapers, and when it gets wet, it become it can like, oh, like drastically dead. increase in volume as it's holding stuff down. Not talcum. So if it's something like that, that then is just releasing. Yeah, that is just like reacting to atmosphere after three or four months getting from one place to another. That's not mold. And in, in either case, like if you can just knock it off and it doesn't come back, like I don't know necessarily what the mold would grow from. Yeah, <laughs> like mold doesn't grow just because it's humid. There's got to be material there for the mold to be eating, plus the humidity to do stuff. And in houses, it's like wood or particle board or anything like that. So, yeah, mold on plastic is weird unless it's also like you, you know it. Along with the bioreactive sludge that it was sitting in, that has somehow cleaned off, but the mold hasn't. Like that's. Uh, TJ, yeah. I was going to say, if you haven't already, um, you should just at some point, especially if live streaming, just mention what's up with the mold on Nacelle, because there's like a decent chance someone will just get fired up, and then I don't know, maybe you can grab us an update on what the situation is. <laughs> <laughs> Because there are some people who have made that their main character arc for at least a month, and, like, I haven't, so I'm kind of relying on those folks to tell me what's going on. Uh, maybe someone listening to the podcast, even, like, you can can drop in and <laughs> give an update on what's... Because Nacelle, right, was already a niche character who's coming out in the... He was the Siege Tetrajet mold, which a lot of people are sick of, so... The, I, th- I feel like the sampling size for him also is, like, a little small... And it's hard to know what's going on. So, um, I mean, I could be doing this too. It's just, I already, I already got yelled at. So it's your turn. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I don't get yelled enough, me, a, a YouTuber. Yeah, we YouTubers got it easy. But I, I someone I, yelled at me on YouTube once. And like, it's your, you have to do it now. You have to weather this. I'm, I'm still recovering. <laughs> uh... But yeah, uh, Javelin and uh, and Ascenticon Cascade with two Ks. Um, sounds like a hit. 
Uh, I hope they mm-hmm. do more Centicons. <laughs> they won't, but I really hope they do. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway, let's let's bop over. Aaron, um, what's one of your acquisitions you'd like to highlight? Um, I picked up the Powerlings Hotshot and Jolt, oh! just so that I could have one modern Minicon. Yeah, do you like that tax you paid with the giant handful of effect parts and the two guns and the all yeah, the the effect parts? The two gu- did, did he ever have those two guns? Am I missing something out of my <laughs> I, memories? They keep, that he had they two kept, giant guns. They kept referencing like episode like I think like forty six, forty seven, like some of the like almost the end of the series where they were drawing inspiration, and the vague part of my brain says that maybe. He just picked up some extra guns to assault Unicron. I can't remember. Okay, because like, it's I mean it's the hotshot mold again. Mm. Jolt it has a lot more posability to him, and he has like weird inter like immediate parts that let him do the combine on the back. So now I've got a like a a, a fan boat fan on the back of me. Uh, that does like the old jolt. I think just folded there because that's where his legs were. Versus this one, it's it's an additional extra piece. And then yeah, these two giant guns that mine don't hold in his hands well. The spots that are on him, it has like weird notch angle cutouts so that it'll tab into his backpack around the axle zuka, and it doesn't do that very well. And it's like I I think I just like rolled a critical fail on fitment and tolerances maybe on mine. I hope, I hope they're not all like this. Um, because even like the blast effects just don't stay on one of them. Like, okay, well I got these big pew effects. I'll go ahead and put it on the big pew guns. And like, it doesn't stay. Yeah, I would have been there with you. I, I, eh. I really wanted to pick it up because I, I like you, I really wanted to see like a modern mini con and I heard wind shear was great. And I, don't have the hotshot mold yet. I never. He's, I missed out on on wave one of Legacy Evolution really badly, um, and so I was like, "Dang!" Like, I'll, I'll, hey, two new guns. I like guns. Big whack whack of effect parts. I guess I'll put them in the in the bag. Uh, and then they put up the 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 orders for him in Canada really early, and he nearly cost as much as a leader class transformer. So I wrote him off as a as I will get him someday maybe because I don't want to pay sixty eight Canadian dollars for. <laughs> For him, I, I just I can't. <laughs> I don't like effect parts enough. Uh, yeah, and like I thought it was cool that like I ordered it after that live stream when it got to the normie time since I no longer have Pulse Premium, and I had it like the Tuesday afterwards or something. It was something that was like ready to go and fired off real fast. Yeah, which felt good. But yeah, I mean it's. Like if you don't have the hot shot mold, it's not a bad mold. No, I heard, I you would know, love to pick if, them up. If that's something that if that's something that that very much flavors your coffee, then go for it. Um, I thought this thing was going to be like it's just, I thought it was going to be like fifty Canadian. I was ready for fifty Canadian. I was going to bite my lip and go yeah. like I'll pay this extra like you know fifteen twenty bucks for a mini con and some bits and pieces. Uh, and then when it was like no, he's actually more than he's he's pretty much the cost of two deluxes. And I'm like. Boy, you're activating the the irritating part of my brain that's figuring out how objectively Jolt and all these extra parts kind of fit together to make up a deluxe budget, but I don't mm-hmm. like most of the extra parts. 
<laughs> so I'm, yeah. I'm not interested. And and that's that's the thing. In sitting here messing with them, it it's definitely something weird. Like Jolt doesn't feel like it was something that was tacked on later. Yeah. Like it feels like this was what the original design was, and it had to be cut. Yeah. And that's that's the then the thing that I don't know if that maybe flavors it the other way. Or or what? But I, I, I was it's, really, it's very much I was a, really hoping he could just like, be bumped to Voyager price to fit a minicon in, and it would just be like a Bing Bang Boom. And I'm like, I uh, yeah, but at at him at that at Voyager would feel bad. I it, it would it would feel like, better than what he caused I, now though is the thing. <laughs> yeah, like my brain could accept it. I wouldn't be telling people it's great and we should all love this, but I would at least be like, well, you know, minicon tax, but like. And and the thing is, it's easy to say, like, oh, well, this is the extra cash grab, and they're just recycling the effect parts again. It's like, you know, probably somewhere in, in the line that came in, who knows? We will never know for a while, if ever. But, like, generally, just, like, the idea of, like, well, they're just throwing in the effect parts so they can bump the price up even more. And it's kind of like, they could be, but, like, I don't think that that's, like, the first choice made. So... I kind of want to know, mm-hmm. like, like perhaps the nature of Jolt is like he wouldn't fit Voyager for one reason or another, uh, and I'm curious if maybe that's something, or maybe those two guns are really intrinsically part of Jolt's mold that they had to make for him. Because um, I'm looking at a photo, Aaron, you can probably confirm, I'm looking at a photo, the handles of those guns look like the same plastic color as Jolt's main plastic color. Yeah, yep. so I, that tells me maybe... Well, here, hold on. So those handles are rivet fired into the gray. Yeah. And then fold up into it. So that when you make them backpack guns eye roll. Uh <laughs> that the handles aren't in the way of the wonderful tabs right next to the angle cutoffs that you're jamming into spots that aren't meant to have things jammed into them. Yeah. I and it's like the, the 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 guns don't even have the same length. One of them is the handles all the way at the back, and it just hangs out the back when it's when it's jammed in, and the other sits in the middle of it. It's it's. I, I fully I believe they're referencing. Really want somebody to show me the screenshots that make them reference. Yeah, I, I fully believe they're they're referencing I, something if they're that asymmetrical. They're like, okay, sure. Like I, <laughs> I don't I don't doubt it. Yeah, <laughs> I don't remember it. And I kind of dislike. Yeah, because I, I, what I'm going to say is this is this is what I'm, what I'm seeing in my brain. This is the picture I'm seeing because I got one of those brains. And I'm going to preface this: the thing I'm about to say is not also me saying therefore it's good. I got to preface that really loudly. But like, I could see the case of we got to design this minicon. Turns out minicons the way we want to do them don't fit the way that the micromasters or battle masters did. Okay, um, we got to fit them into like a certain kind of like we got to fit them into a certain. Um, size family of tooling, right? Uh, it turns out we need a little bit of extra space that bumps him to a whole new size of tooling. So either he's got to be less such that he's no longer jolt and this doesn't work, or we're going to bump up and now we have all this extra space that we have to fill with something because it'll cost the same either way. Oh, well, let's reference those guns he had. It's like, okay, uh, so this will bump him to a Voyager price if we pack him with the Deluxe. Oops, oh no, this actually goes a little bit higher than that. It's like, oh dang, do we have to go to leader price? Well, no, we can go a bit below if we make him an event exclusive, but also we gotta throw in some effect parts so he fits in this size of box for logistics reason that we the people will never understand. Like That's that's how my brain is sorting this out. Um, so I, I don't feel like there's like some major conspiracy going on. I think this is just like a series of unfortunate logistics. Uh, but also I think it really sucks because it makes this a really unpalatable package 
since for the most part, people just want Jolt. And for the most part, people just want to pay... I think people would pay Voyager and grumble about it, basically. At this price point, I think you have more people like me who are, like, just sad. Because it's like, I literally can't justify this. <laughs> it's just well past the justification. Oh, and TJ's found the screenshot. I mean, yeah. One of them has a magazine in the front and the other doesn't, so I can... S- okay. That's that's yeah, them. Okay. Yeah. yeah, and the one... the one, And the... Yeah. Yeah. And, both are both are shown on his back at one point, and the handle on the other one is at the back. No yeah. one's proud of this, though. Like no, <laughs> no one's. <laughs> no one. I'm not happy that this is a good thing. That this is a thing. No one's doing. I'm not a, saying it's good. Yeah, no one's backflipping. It's the most, it's, it's, most dejected. It's yeah, like it's there. Like this is third party toy. But they they they've broken their screen accuracy though because on the toy it's a legible Autobot symbol, and on that <laughs> screenshot it is very clearly not. So they have to decide. Which way they want to be screen accurate? As I continue, the I was going to say this is con- okay. this is longer. continuing into the Let's realm be- of like the third party threads where people are doing G one screen caps, except it's for Armada, and somehow that's like more disappointing to me. <laughs> let's, just, let's just be honest here. Most animation Armada is illegible. We don't need animation accuracy with Armada. We just need stuff that looks cool. And, and, and the thing is, most of the toys ended up looking cooler than they did on the cartoon a lot of the time. So like. You know, sculpt-wise, at least. So, you know... We're <laughs> uh, but yeah, this, <laughs> this is very much like I want my combiners to be 18 inches tall for size chart reasons type stuff now with these guns. I mean, also, these guns, color-wise, color these guns look completely different. Neither of them are just gunmetal gray. One of them is, in fact, bright, borderline bone white. <laughs> these guns have red bits on one of them. That aren't on the... Uh, I'm becoming one of those people now. Oh, no. Uh, anyway, that solves... I was curious about the guns thing, so that answers that for me, too. Thank you, TJ, for doing the legwork. Uh, Alright, well, I, I've got something... Uh, I, I'll finish my Face Forward story, because Face Forward uh, basically sold me Maverick, Siege Ironhide, uh, and Legacy Scraphook, my second one that I wanted, uh, for a really nice package deal after the toy show was done, and I really appreciated that. So I also, finally, and I really appreciated especially that on multiple p- social medias and discords, etc., when I shared that I got Siege Ironhide, a lot of people said, you finally got Siege Ironhide! I'm so happy for you! And I felt it just was a really lovely moment. It was just lots of joy, and lots of people going like, hey, <laughs> you did it. <laughs> Welcome! Because I have, like, nearly every other version of stupid Siege Ironhide. I have Ratchet, I got Crosshairs, I got, like... I think I got the Earthrise versions of both. I finally have actual Siege Ironhide. Uh, who, at this point, I should say, as a toy, I like... I'm also... I've, I've mentioned this many times. I'm a serial Ironhide enjoyer. I like basically every Ironhide. However, I do think Siege Ironhide's actually pretty good. Um... But I didn't realize how good he was with... Because I never got to combine him with Isers because I never had him. Uh, and he's Ironhide. He's red. That color, I think, just goes with stuff well. Um, I got a really good combo going with him and Scraphook uh, that I can share with y'all. Um, which... Uh, I, I was actually surprised by how well a 2023 Iser matched up with a Siege toy. Um in fact, better than with a current toy. Because <laughs> I've I'd had some frustrations trying to do Iser stuff with uh, Axel Grease and Shadow Striker. 
Uh, Shadow Striker is not built for the play pattern at all, um, especially in car mode. In robot mode, a little bit more. You know, I should be fair. But uh, Ironhide, however, you check out this hotness because also Scrap Hook kind of sucks to build with because of the lack of you know <laughs> stuff. But you get a siege toy in there to account for the for the missing pegs and ports you know that you want more of. And you figure out that Scrap Hook's stupid torso that's really bad at doing anything, you can just use as a hammer, right? And then you get something really fun. So uh, this one, this actually, this actually lifted my opinion of Scrap Hook slightly. Um, that I was able to do something with him thanks to a siege toy. So uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm happy with both. I also can now do a full proper Junkasaurus at some point. I haven't tried yet because Scrap Hook has better parts for that than Axle Grease. Um, Specifically, the the hook backpack thing is just is way better for a Junkasaurus than Axle Grease's two things in the back are useless for builds. <laughs> they are really pointedly, almost insultingly, geometrically useless. Um, so I, I'm much happier with the uh, with this guy. Um, that's really all I got. I mean, Siege Ironhide is this is really weird to say is now an old toy. Uh, <laughs> so um, I guess I can bump us along. Uh, to our final listener question for this episode, which comes from Ender Trot. Uh, says, uh, hi, Chris, Aaron, TJ. It's been a while since the last time I sent in a question. In fact, so long, I had time to trans my entire gender and a ton of other, um, Ido 11, uh, also ask, can we get a trans rights? You absolutely can get a trans rights, trans rights. You can get, yo, uh, 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 Optimus Prime get in here. Okay, Duke Nukem, get in here. Trans rights. Damn it. <laughs> what a mess. Uh, hey, Megatron, the trans rights! You get tons of it. Um, anyone got a problem with that? Like, go, go stick your hand in your butt and pull. I don't know. Um, anyway, uh, question continues. <laughs> Question continues. Um, today, I have... I'm not sure if it's a question or just seeking feedback on my collector habits. Uh, Siege completely altered what I look for in toys. All kinds, not just Transformers. I got so much enjoyment out of the weaponizer play pattern uh, and the line in general that I started talking or started taking collecting more, quote-unquote, seriously. Of course, it was also around the time I uh, started getting my own money and didn't rely on gifts from friends and family. But it altered my brain chemistry in a way where I wanted everything I'd get to be compatible with Siege. So, classic scale and 5mm ports... Um, also there was a little editorial add-on after this question went in, which is, uh, it's not with the brain chemistry thing. It's not that like literally it was just, I'm ditching, um, all, uh, things because it's part of, oh yeah, stop looking into Figma and looking more into mecha figures. That meant for human toys, looking into stuff that sized better with transformers, not like just ditching human toys altogether. Uh, because quote, uh, also lost interest in more traditional action figures, unless they were of giant characters that was meant to say like choosing to get candy toy rider figures over fig arts or mega constructs he-man over motu origins because they're smaller so they fit with transformers better that was an editorial add-on i received anyway um started really getting into lego again since for the first time since hero factory ended i know desiring a unified loose scale for toy collecting isn't unique to just me but i wonder what thoughts you guys have on the practice and this is an interesting question because there are some people who go down the route of madness of trying to follow numerical scale partly because John Warden once said a numerical scale in relation to a, uh, a Siege Earthrise Kingdom toy, and I forgot which one. Um, 
but uh i think that i think there is absolutely validity to like pursuing like the idea of scale um like for instance like when i mess around with transformers and i have like you know human figures usually i am going to trend towards like wanting to put them with smaller figures unless it's a motorbike then i put them with you know joe scale figures uh and and it's just it is an unconscious habit i have and I think Mega Constructs actually is a really great fill-in for that stuff. I don't know if they still do Call of Duty, but like those fit with Transformers pretty well. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I, I get it. Like I'm not a hard stickler for scale, and I'll, I'll collect multiple scales. But like, I totally get the idea of loose scale. Um, I don't know. Like uh, TJ, what do you feel about about the idea of scale and collecting? How how it relates to you? Well, is this? Are they talking scale, or are they talking more like theme? Uh, they're, they're talking about scale in that. It would feel weird to say have a six-inch tall human figure next to a deluxe transformer as opposed to a three-inch tall human figure. So it is a very size-oriented thing uh, that Enderdraw's talking about. Yeah, I mean, for me, it really depends on what the toy line is going for. Um, like, mm. I know there, there there's always going to be some kind of provisions. You know, like I don't expect combiners to ever be like sized correctly in vehicle mode. Things yeah. like that. Um, for me, it really is just about like what, like what size feels right for the character, and does that feel right when they're standing next to other characters? You can make it, you know, maybe not entirely accurate. I mean, it's whatever is best for the toy, ultimately. But as long as it just kind of looks okay in the crowd, I'm perfectly fine with however they end up being. You know, you know things, you know things like uh, like the Netflix Bumblebee. Like, yeah, he's a he's yeah. a he's a very tiny deluxe, you know, smaller than the other minibot deluxes. But that's also you know pretty much where his wheelhouse should be, you know. And I could kind of go on little like micro rants about a lot of those deluxe minibots being maybe a little bit too big, you know. And I don't you know where I don't think like I don't think sideswipe and brawn should be about the same height, things like that. Mm-hmm. But it works for the toy, you know, and it looks good. It you know, it it works for what it's going for. Uh, so I really don't get hung up about it unless it's like dramatically off, you know. Like I I I am one of those that gets really annoyed at like the current Earthspark toy line, where I cannot mm, oh, yeah, get I'm... like the Malto family in correct scale. Yeah, I mean, my my experience being a real diehard on on the last two kids series, actually really liking Rid 2015 and Cyberverse, I'm like, and this is not a brag, this is actually really sad, I'm like inoculated now. When I saw the Malto family and I saw how many Terrans there were, I was excited, but immediately was like, I will never have a toy display of that that satisfies me. And I know I won't. So I mm-hmm. did, <laughs> because I already went through this twice. So I know I won't be satisfied. So I'll just roll with what I can get. <laughs> and it, it's it, it's not cool. It's not badass. Yep. It kind of is is sad. But yeah, like the you know the best um, Twitch we are going to get. She is too big, and they are not going to make. They they don't have a legend scale, which is how um, Fix It in Rid twenty fifteen ended up having kind of a a you know toy of toys for that line. Um, there is no legend scale in her spark. The smaller toys are finger puppets in her spark. So we're, we're kind of stuck, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then, the, you know, and then we got nothing for like, like it's a toy line where Grimlock and Twitch are the same size. And Megatron. And Optimus. Which is wrong in every scale. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and and you know, I'll deal. You know, you got and you just kind of one way I deal with it, and I'm going to use the word headcanon a bit misappropriated here. With a line like that, I just headcanon it a little bit as like, well, this is the Titan UK comics version that nobody reads, where someone drew them all at the same size. <laughs> <laughs> Because you know what, <laughs> this is this is, this is my an, this is my animation error collection. Yeah, because you know what, I could say that, or I could just sit there and be really upset, and there is no way that I'll ever solve it. So I'm like, I'm just, I'm just gonna make up a funny reason, and you know, we'll we'll sad laugh. I'd rather do that than at this point than just get really mad. Because like the kids' lines for Transformers, we don't have, the, we don't even know the designers of those toys, right? Like. We, we don't know the designers. We don't even know the Zakaratomi end of those toys. So there's just nothing, nothing to be done, as unfortunately. Um, Aaron, what, what about yourself? Like, how, how do you relate size scaling into your Transformers collecting, if at all, or collecting, if at all? Um, I, I don't a ton. I think I might value things a little bit more if stuff that goes together scales together. But I don't think I have any sort of overarching oh these are all transformers so they have to go with this scale because that's that's how madness lies like i've got i've got a a a, a wee tiny rhinox what turns into a gun and then i've got a much larger rhinox that doesn't and they're both the same character so at a certain level, you just go, eh, it's toyetic, you know, the, the leader Dinobots that are great in their own way. And then the core class combiners that go together. Like I, when, when I see that stuff, I see they're doing different things for different reasons and try to appreciate each for what it's going for. Like those core class guys, I'm not going to be like, oh, they've got a, a, a nonsense transformation and they're not superposable or I'm not going to look at the leaders and go, but they don't combine like the core class wants to like in my mind, they all stay separate like that. Um, people that, that do want to see it that way. That's cool. I, I understand that, that again, everybody has their own way of, of collecting things. And if that's the, the thing that you aim for, that's the aesthetic that you want in it. Like, that's good for you. Um, me, I, I'm more like, hey, what's the playability like? What's the the features? Yeah, and try to be good about judging each each thing within its own realm. Yeah, I, like I'm not going to put a a masterpiece up next to a a, a twenty dollar retail thing and say, bah, one of these is worse than the other. It's like, well, sure. I'm I'm kind of I'm kind um, of in a similar spot when it comes to like same with scale. Yeah, when it comes to size and scale, like I, I take everything as individual pieces for the most part. Um, and it's only when like like scale is only really an issue in like a really limited. Earth Spark is a perfect example. It's a very limited series where the best the best and most realized toys all are deluxes in a in a series where there are so many different body shapes and sizes that it's it's a little disappointing, right? And like and I. And it doesn't it doesn't ruin it for me, but it's like I'm never going to sit there going like this is actually fine. Like it, it, that's a case where scale hits me negatively because like it more almost more so because it just it reminds me of like the the weird state that our our media driven um, Transformers toy line is in basically. Um, 
But otherwise, yeah, I kind of just, if something goes together well, that's cool. But like one thing that does get me excited is, is when I suddenly realize I have stuff that is in a scale um, pattern that I enjoy when they're next to each other. And that wasn't the intent. And it might not have even been the, des- the design intent. Um, for instance, the, the legacy evolution Dinobots, the Volcanicus ones. Um, when I realized that they actually play pattern, I don't even have any of them. This is just me looking at photos. Like when it, when it came out, like these play pattern beautifully with the junkie on Isers, uh, I was like, oh, well this is perfect. Cause now with the nature of legacy, cause they look like they go, like, I really liked collecting the legacy G1 guys, um, from the last couple of years, like, you know, the Optimus and then the Decepticons basically, cause they were really cool toys that were all kind of the same size in robot mode. And so the idea of the Volcanicus Dinobots be- being in Legacy, I was like, oh, well, this is just another universe. This is a universe where all the Transformers are approximately five feet tall. And, and so, like, we have this... Mm-hmm. Uh, to me, it's just fun, because it's... Uh, uh, the Plane of Segovia, if you remember some of that. I don't. Take, to take it back to Magic the Gathering. Se- Segovia, uh, Segovia was, was an early Magic card where it was like Segovian Leviathan that was like a 3-3 Leviathan. <laughs> And that's really tiny. So when they did uh, March of the Machine, the battle for Segovia, um, is that the one? Uh, Invasion of Segovia shows like these sea serpents going after a foot. (laughs) I will send you the scryfall link so that you can see the, the image of it. I like, I like, I just like the idea of like, oh yeah, I see (laughs) Where it's the idea is it's a plane where everything is miniature, yeah, in comparison, yeah, and and so like the shared scale amongst the the starting from kingdom basically the the um, the core classes, uh, the G one core classes specifically um, who were not just small characters. I was like, well, this is just this is just another another universe legacies tapping into where everyone's short, and I thought I just I was like this is kind of fun because then mm-hmm. like collectively it's also a neat pocket scale official g1 collection that's starting to grow but then in the wider legacy story you get this fun thing where like these these tiny g1 guys show up get mostly ignored and then the tiny dinobots get so mad they learn to combine to be as tall as a normal transformer from another universe right like i think that's kind of fun um or another one is combiner wars when i realized that the limbs when they were delving into non-combiner teams characters for limbs i was like this homogenized robot mode scale is reminding me of Action Masters in a really fun way. I, I went on about it tons back when Commander Wars was new. Uh, that was another big one. And then, as you mentioned, the uh, the Rhinox whose butt opens to form into a Gatling gun. The, the Weaponizer Beasts from Rise of the Beasts mainline toy line. Um, when I put that Rhinox next to the Deluxe... Uh, Pablo Wheeljack or, one of, or Deluxe D- uh, Detritus, I was looking at them and I was like... This feels, you know, not mathematically, but just kind of roughly, like, this is what if the Beast Wars beast modes were in scale to the cars, sort of, or the the larger trucks. And then I was like, I like the idea of this, again, like, kind of an alt-universe, an alt, you know, continuity idea where it's like, the Maximals are distinctly tinier than the, the Transformers, which they were in the original show. But, like, what if they were able to just transform into weaponry, you know, go into the Target Master thing uh, using their scale, transform into weaponry for the larger, older Transformers? Um, so things like that make me get excited about scale, where it's a fun, mostly positive thing 
that happens more by happenstance. Uh, and then maybe I'll start collecting around it at a certain point, but like never for the long term. It's never something wide reaching. It's usually just like a funny thing that started to happen. Um, that, that's often how scale ends up relating to me. Like, and with human figures, it's similar. It's like, I just have collections. Human figures generally only come in like, you know, two to four sizes. So I just collect the ones that look cool. And then eventually I start having ones that are the same height who happen to, you know, look good next to each other. Um, but like, you know, the whole thing where, uh, when McFarlane started to really get into their posable figures and the big issue everyone would bring up is like, well, they're seven inches though. They're not six or 12, they're seven inches. And I'm like, if, if I was an ingrained six inch, six, six inch collector, hundred percent, that would be a problem. But since I'm just buying one or two, I'm like, that's not wrong, but it like doesn't affect me <laughs> at all. So, okay. Okay. I will, I will point out that is where it gets to me a little bit. Cause there are certain characters I wanted to have on the shelf at the same time. Yeah. I had like, I wanted, I wanted Batman beyond and Spider-Man 2099 on my shelf together. And oh, I and you can't, can't cause they are yeah. just off scale. Yeah. Yeah. There, there is, cause they're like, they're like, is no six inch DC really right now. It's like hypothetically there is, but it's just floating, and I, like it, right now it's just one twelve collective, right? Like that's about it. Uh, so no, and I, I get it. That's why I always I, I never go like, well, it doesn't affect me, therefore it's invalid criticism. But it's like, you know, it, it, because I'm not really a six inch collector, six inch toys also don't really like. I don't really like. What is it? When, when you're comparing like uh, when there were a million Marvel figures coming out in the the heyday of Avengers. It would be like, well, this Iron Man is, they're all supposed to be six inch scale, but this Iron Man's slightly shorter than this company's Iron Man, who's, this company's Iron Man is a bit too tall to be called six inch scale. And it's kind of like, yeah, but like, I don't know, just pick the one that looks right. I don't <laughs> Find the guy who buys all of them and ask him for a photo of all of them next to each other. Because there are those guys now. And like, operate off that if that is, you know, a really big key factor for you. Um... But, you know, going back to Endertrot's question, like, that, yeah, that's kind of, like, I, I totally get Endertrot. I get what you mean about, like, how, um, I, I guess it's kind of like the Combiner Wars and me in the robot mode scale. When It sounds like when you're messing with Siege, it's, like, the way that all that stuff was interacting, like, yeah, it, it sparked something in your brain chemistry where you're like, oh, I really like, I really like how these look together and it sort of is suitable that, like, some can break apart into, into, into components that look right when they're connected to these figures etc etc like that makes sense to me um so yeah you're you are um in this context completely sane if that was the question <laughs> uh Andertrot also has another question here which is i've gotten to common rider in the past year i've always been distantly aware of it because of tj and and myself's uh reviews and yelling about it um, recently made friends who actually got, uh, uh, Endertrot to start watching various seasons, been enjoying it a lot, bring this up to ask, from someone who doesn't get roleplay toys, what's the appeal to someone who does? <laughs> Especially some of the more esoteric things like belts and whatnot. Like, a weapon has the inherent appeal of you can hold it and swing it around and something, but a rider belt and the Sentai Morpher, uh, don't really click in my head yet. Uh, anyway, hope you all are doing well by the time you get to this, uh, get to this question in the podcast and stay safe. So... Um, TJ, you're of all of us. You're the one who is still in on the roleplay toys. I fell off because I, I think I talked about this once. I kind of discovered I I liked the idea of roleplay toys more than I liked the idea of actually owning them. And after Exade, I kind of like I kind of broke that function in my head where I was like, I just don't think I actually 
I don't enjoy them enough to want to spend money on them, but I like seeing how they work. Um, but TJ, I know you've talked about it before, and you're you're still actively in on roleplay toys. Uh, so, like, uh, what would you tell someone who just doesn't get them? Like, how they how they appeal to you? I mean, I, I mean, like, like, like in a, in a sense of like explaining it in a way where you go, "Oh, I get it now." That's not going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> like, if you see it and you go, "Like, oh, well, that doesn't do anything for me," it's that's not going to change. For me. A lot of it is I love the technical level of it, um, because there are some that just do incredibly cool tricks, like the wizard driver being able to light up the ring on your hand through your finger without a battery in the ring. That's a really cool trick. Mm-hmm. Like, and I love stuff like that. Um, I love like like the, in the current bet on the in the gotcha driver. I really like how it does its light effect. I love how it does the like the effects of the cards and um like and a lot of it comes down to just the function of it feels really good. Like I feel like I am the character in the show. Like I feel like somewhere in that somewhere there is a 10-year-old me that is still like Ooh, this works exactly like the hero, you know. And I just get to mess around with it however I want, mm-hmm. you know. And so it's 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 kind of twofold. Like like I just like there is that part of me that just sees these toys and go like this is like there's a marvel of technology going on in here for something that is supposed to amuse an eight year old, right? Like it's yeah. just way more advanced than anything we get here in the U.S. As far as just like what they do with RFID or infrared or card scanning or whatever it happens to be, and the the modular aspect of it, so you can have it play any way you want. Things like the Forze driver are great, like that. Oh, it's yeah. like a mad scientist like control panel, except you get to choose what all the buttons are. Well, like so things like that are just. Even even just like going back to Common Rider Double, like, and I know this this because this that one hit a lot of people who otherwise wouldn't really care. But like, just the fact that you stick two Gaia memories into a thing, and you you flip them outwards, and then you have two separate speakers with two separate motherboards yelling stuff in a way that kind of audially unites, and it, it's it uh, at times could create like yeah. these stereophonic little experiences that for some brain chemistries like my my own. Which just make me really happy for a second, where I'm just like, "Oh, he's doing the thing!" Yeah. It went, yeah. and mm-hmm. they both made the same sound at the same time, and I could hear that stereophonic effect from two different speakers, and I feel cool for a second. Ooh, my brain! Uh, yeah, yeah, and, and yeah. That the- that driver is very much something where people had charted out, like first sound effect is simultaneous on these, and if it's here, it's this chunk if it's the other one it's this later chunk and then they come together again and don't you dare cross those streams because it's what makes it it magical yeah yeah it was always one silver one gold yeah Mm -hmm. just as long as long as you had one of each tip it played out perfectly and the brilliance aside from just like super clever to have the offset audio so they work together but the fact that all of it's external and they could they literally made those things for like a decade yeah yeah Mm mm-hmm you know, so you, so by the time it's done, you literally have like tens of thousands of potential combinations between all of these different sound effects. Is absolutely mm. insane to me. So like, on that side, technical level, I'm very amazed by what they can pull off in what is essentially still a child's toy. But then there's also that part of there's that 
eight-year-old in my brain going, wee, noises. Yeah, yes. I'll, I'll say a, a thing that's been on my list of what we got uh, that I'll kind of leave her in here. Like, I got one of the Galaxy's Edge nice uh, lightsabers, the Calcestis lightsaber even, for video oh. games. And, and that is... Uh, my brother was actually over today. And it had been a little while since he was over, and he's like, what is that? And he's a big Star Wars fan, and I put it in his hand, and it is. That's Which I guess it goes more towards, you know, um, what Endertrot's saying about, like, you kind of get weapons. Yeah. But even the belts have, you know, the, the few belts that I've had have that same kind of... If you've watched that show, you've got that connection. And if you're the person that that works right for then you've got a bit a little bit of and then i could turn into a common writer or even just like a lot of them ha- are they make good little fidget bits yeah, i was like, i was going to oh, throw yeah. that in there you too know, i i um, s- 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 some of those are a thing that's just like hey it's a thing i have on my desk and i sit here and i mess with until i yeah. realize that it's why is it going slow now? It's be- oh yeah. The I've been playing with it for five batteries years. Batteries only last so long. <laughs> when you sit there and and keep hitting I, that button, yeah, yeah. I I literally have a Forza switch on my desk that I've just been picking up oh, and flicking. Yeah, Forza switches yeah. were the worst. Are the best. The both. No, I was going to say that our depends on your mental state at the time. Another friend of the podcast, random underscore factor, uh, is another person who has. Uh, mentioned to me like this the 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 fidget factor um the tactile factor of like some of the some of the rider belts and like even though i kind of stopped at exit exit was a great one to so i no i i did get the um i got the ride watches for the for the 10 riders who mattered for zio um but the exit stuff was still kind of peak for me because like i got the because they did the guy memory thing briefly for the final form thing where you got like this one thing that that shoots like a funny looking like you know fat exate out of the top, but you can hook a gold thing onto it, and then you put that onto the belt that uses a mirror trick to transmit you know light images over top of each other, and then there you got these two devices that are interacting with each other and a third device with two different soundboards perfectly timing with each other to deliver like this whole audio experience and it's to this day every every few months i pull those two things out and just kind of smack them together and put them onto the the exit belt and flip all the switches to hear the thing go off and i'm like ah yeah that's cool that sets off some of that good brain chemistry and it, it it's like it's absolutely like it, it you know stimulates a piece of my brain uh especially when the stereophonic thing happens they're fidgetable enormously depending on the series like that that's what sets apart like common rider saber from common rider revice is my understanding is like the, the the saber um belt stuff is all just like you stick a thing in and you rip the thing out and then stuff flips open and you flip it close you jam a thing on you stick a thing in it flips open it's really tactile and then revices was like this is a this is an etch sketch that doesn't work and like that's the story of revice basically uh, <laughs> absolutely not tactile and also immensely disappointing when that thing started to die less than a year after it came out. Uh, oh no. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no. Is the Magna doodle that bad? The Magna doodle was awful. Like, and, and I thought like, I remember uh random underscore factor. I'm going to use the full name. Uh, kept showing, like showed me at one point and like, this was like less than 12 months after the thing had come out in Japan and it could barely hold a shape when you stuck a stamp on it. Um, and, and then I was like, is this like just yours? And like, you know, looking around, it's like, this is not just yours. Bandai didn't know how to make a magna doodle, not an etch sketch. Sorry. A magna doodle. Um, they, they managed to in 2022, 
fail to make a magna doodle and it's like that's <laughs> that's really bad like <laughs> i think as a toy company but yeah it's also it's the difference right because there was nothing to flip on that belt it really there, there's stuff that would move but it was trying to make a magna doodle the whole gimmick and then when that stops working you just start you're sticking you're, you're sticking a thing on a thing and that's about it so yeah, there's there's a whole there's the whole tactile aspects, fidget aspects to to role play toys, especially in ones that aren't weapons. Like wrist changers are absolute fidget toys, um, especially ones that have lots of buttons you can push or that have like a spinny thing. Like they're they're totally fidget toys, and so that, that's also part of the appeal, I think. Um, anyway, I hope that answered that question. There was in the editorial add-on there was a thing in here actually, Aaron, that relates to you, um, which I'll, I'll share, which was. Uh, not really a question, but a uh, quote. I was re-listening to the episode where you answered my question about the Renegade TTRPG, and I figured I might as well clarify that uh, about that while I'm writing. Uh, don't, didn't know much about Aaron at the time I wrote in that question. Sorry, man. I think that's when we were like, because uh, I think Endertrod had asked me and TJ about the mm-hmm. thing, and then we were like, yep. it, that was like in, in proximity of Gen Con, and it seemed very funny. So, um, yeah, there was, yeah, there was that. Uh, as for the Commandroids mentioned... I accept the apology this time. <laughs> As for the Commander as mentioned, it was because it was kind of stuck in my head, because the episode where you had one of the creators on as a guest to talk about it was one of the very first episodes I listened to, and uh, also the only other attempt at doing Transformers-type stuff in a TTRPG system I knew at the time. Yeah, yeah, no worries. Um, Aaron, Aaron, Aaron is threatening, but also Aaron, Aaron is harmless, especially when you donate to Extra Life. Uh, then Aaron actually contractually yeah. can't do anything to you. Um, well, n- not quite, but... Yeah, I mean, contractually yeah. can't even lay a hand on you as long as you donate several hundred dollars to Extra Life. Then you're, <laughs> yeah. if you're donating several hundred dollars, I'll do what you want. Clown shoes? You want? <laughs> I can't say you want me to shave my head because I've kept that look up for most. Do you want? Of do you want Aaron to to uh, harsh exfoliate his head? I've I've <laughs> I, I've I've been told I can, also cannot shave the facial hair due to. Other issues. Could you do a skull um, peel? Okay, that sounds way harsher than I mean. But you know, like skin peels, but for your head. Could you do like one of those? Skin peels, but for the head. I, I mean, I I just keep my head rather shorn, so it kind of does that anyway. I guess like, at a certain level, when you're running a when you're running a razor over the top of your dome in the shower, there's the skin comes along with that, I, it's, and it's not like I'm weird and like gross pimply or something on my head it's not like my head is made of blackheads that needs like like you can do that thing on your nose because your nose collects that it's not like you could do that for the whole top of your I, i'm head. actually gonna i'm gonna put that out to the, the, to the listeners <laughs> if, if you needed if you needed to do that on the whole of your top of your head you I, you may I'm have just other imagine, issues i'm just imagining someone's entire head covered with those like nose strips <laughs> That's like that's like yeah. cryptophobia. I, well, I was gonna say I'm, I'm gonna put this out to the audience to, to the room as you as it were as it were. Is that even a thing? Because I think I just assumed because bald you know bald shaven is a look. It's a real look. Um, mm-hmm. As as part of that look, is there a thing of exfoliating the scalp with a peel? I'm, I'm just curious if anyone listening actually w- would be able to tell me because it, I just assumed it's a thing because they have peels for everything. So I'm like, well, surely. Because, you know, it's a fashion st- style now, too. Um, do people do a, a skull peel, you know? like <laughs> So, I I mean, there's there are skincare products that are specifically for your scalp. As soon as I, as soon as you said it, I went and I looked it up. And it is, like, there's... 
Well, this is also more like, hey, how to take care of dandruff, and not having mm. hair, it's kind of hard to get dandruff. So, um, if you got, yeah, if you got, bald? you know what, if you got skin flakes coming off the top of your head with no hair, then that seems like that is a skin peel yeah, situation. Th- there's, so. there, there, there is like, hey, like skin, not like wax, but like exfoliating stuff for yeah. pre, pre-shave, deep cleaning. Like yeah, I guess there's like I guess I like know. moisturization. I'm could sure be that a there's thing. like dome wax. Yeah, yeah. Now I, I have I have used um like just like just like skin cream on on the head because it makes sense to me. Some shaves where it's like ooh that was well, cause, also because you're not you're yeah. not generating you're you you do not have the generators of hair oil right that like usually would would keep a soap mm-hmm. going up there. So logically, no, they're still there. Like they, they they're still there. I'm just can they do they do they generate enough oil when they're that low down? Like I, I like so, so, sometimes okay. sometimes my scalp feels a little bit oily when I've continued to shave a bunch. Okay, I I just assumed like hair needs a certain length for the oil to be like palpable. I don't know these. Thi- I I only really learned about the nature of it. Still goes. You <laughs> should shave. You should shave your head sometime. I don't want to. Just, just to try it. I'm, I'm, I've gotten actually do it, do it right before winter, like I tended to do with extra life. I, I, I mean, you're in Canada. It's not like the winters are much worse where you are than I am. And just step outside one time and go, oh god, oh god, I hate my life. I'm going to die now. Well, I, I was just, I was just thinking like how I didn't really understand the nature of of hair oil until I started cutting my own hair in 2020 and realizing like how juicy hair is when you cut through it. I remember I used that phrasing at the podcast panel at TFCon 2021, and everyone looked at me funny. But I was like, "It's true." It's, you got like, there's a lot of as was there right. There's a lot when you if you cut your own hair, and you've never cut hair before, hair is really like juicy, and it like feels like you're cutting through juicy stuff. Um, and you get all this like hair juice everywhere, and it's it's really like I don't know, it's odd. Uh, I learned a lot about hair, basically. Um, but no, I just, I just, I, I assumed that when it came to like oil and, and moisture and stuff, like if it's, if it's that short, like maybe it's not getting to produce any, but I, I don't really know how that works. <laughs> so <laughs> the only other thing I know that I learned from a good friend is that if you burn, if you burn your finger on a stovetop and you have hair oil handy, rub your finger in your hair and your hair oil will help dull the pain. And I didn't believe it. And then I burned my finger and I was like, I, I gotta remember that thing that I was told and I did it and it, and it worked. Um, I don't understand precisely how that works. I think it has to do with like the transition of heat from the oil or something. Uh, physics, <laughs> thermophysics dynamics, but, um, hair is full of juice. You, you, you speaking those words makes me hurt in my ribs. <laughs> <laughs> it's something to do with the thermophysical oil dynamics. Between my skin and my hair, Stop it. Stop my it. hair juice. Stop it! Stop it! <laughs> I think it's juice is also just like a really like visceral word, and when you use it outside of fruit, it, like it makes people wince. Like, um, I promise this tangent is brief, but like a relative of mine had to have like uh, you know like stem cells treatment for uh, a you know a thing, uh, and and basically it was a German relative of mine. I was like, oh, she's getting injections of Menschensaft. Which is basically like human juice, uh, and it, they all liked it. It turned out because they didn't know how to refer to, to whatever was going on. And I was like, "Oh yeah, it's it's man juice. It's human juice. It's whatever 
whatever our liquid component is, is being added in to supplement yours. Uh, they're juicing people for you. <laughs> anyway, uh, juice is a really gross word, turns out. Um, I <laughs> hope that answered your question, Ender Trot. Uh, as, as always, yes, hell of trans rights. We, we are, we are friends around here. Um, and we, uh, oh no, I actually, I can't go on like that. I was about, I was about to, I was about to talk, I've been listening to a band and I was about to start talking about things like, you know, we want to change their, we want to change their minds with our, with our words if we can, but if not, we, we step on their faces. But like, I don't think you can actually go into that in a podcast. So, um, let's do some Transformers acquisitions, uh, to close things out. Let's, let's just, <laughs> I'm looking at the podcast text chat where TJ has, has just told our editor, prepare for the words man juice. There's nothing wrong with the words man juice. They are two normal words, man juice. They are PG they are G-rated words. Man and juice. Okay. <laughs> okay. I believe you. You can you can walk into a school and you can say man and you can say juice and no one will will care. Now granted, depending how you yell them together, it could be a problem. So, you know, be smart. Transformers acquisitions. Uh, <laughs> be careful with your man juice. Let's move on. I didn't want to say it. Uh, hey, TJ, speaking of man juice, what's the, I don't know how this relates, but like, uh-huh. hey, uh, that's the tangent now. Uh, what's the transformer you want to talk about? It's funny because I actually had the proper, the proper thing for that one. Okay. Okay. You, you do, you yeah. do, but when it, you do for A one thermos. of the words, oh, but man juice <laughs> in the thermos would make me start having yeah. like, who did you juice into the thermos? Uh, we, we'll get to that. Okay, you're. I don't. We know, know. what we're talking about with you. Okay, <laughs> but TJ, what's <laughs> what's one you'd like to highlight? <laughs> okay, um, so I got stuff from Yolo Park. I could either Yolo Park do like the sensible one or the ridiculous uh, one. We, let's do the ridiculous one. How often do we get to talk about ridiculous things? Sure, sure. Okay, so, uh, so a little bit ago. I don't know why Yolo Park did, but they decided, hey, do you want to be the first reviewer to talk about our $1,400 Optimus Primal that shoots mist and has animatronic breathing? I learned a lot about that toy. Sure. From I learned that toy existed to that, because I knew it existed, because Aaron had mentioned it. But I didn't realize, I didn't realize, I, I think I might, if, Aaron, if you mentioned parts of this, maybe I just glazed over them, because I never in my life thought about the idea of like, oh yes, animatronic breathing. That's that's something I should consider. Yeah, I, I'm pretty I'm pretty sure I mentioned it relatively in passing. I just didn't realize that like it hadn't been out there until later. Things <laughs> it it breathes at you. It's <laughs> so so TJ. I also meant to like because I, I because there you know I was I was out west while you were covering the thing. Um, and so, like, you know, obviously it was it was an exciting thing to talk about, and a whole lot of people took a lot of interest in talking about it. Um, there are two versions of it. So were you covering the version that spits mist and breathes, or were you covering... Because I didn't get a chance to look at your video while I was out west. Um, the, the, the only difference between the two is that uh, there is one that sprays mist and breathes, and then there is another one that uh, just has a base attached to it. <laughs> I like this is our define. So, so were you covering the one that? Were you covering the well, the one that breathes? 
I, yes, I was covering the one that breathes. What's it like having a breathing but non-living thing in the room with you? Because I feel like at the wrong time of night, <laughs> I would probably have an episode if you I know, forgot what was in there. I didn't think of it. I didn't think of it that way until you said it. Um, now he's got to go put a he's got to go put a towel over it so that it's not staring at him. <laughs> I gotta, yeah, I gotta put a I'm put a towel over this for a second. <laughs> Yeah, yes, yes, because of yes, because of vaguely formed towel just slowly <laughs> breathing in and out. That makes it so much better. <laughs> uh so yo, is it <laughs> Okay, this is other because, you know, obviously when it comes to very expensive non-transforming transformers, you get all kinds of reactions. Is it <laughs> mm-hmm. Is it $1400 worth of breathing? <laughs> <laughs> So for the ridiculous, so here's the thing: it's like it's about the same price as one of the giant statues, the same character, except this is posable, animatronic, electronic, and has a bunch of other optional things you can do to it. Oh, oh yeah. No. So in that, in that, in that regard, if like you're a high roller and you normally go for those like gigantic statues, this is the same thing, but it actually works. We can name them uh, Prime One Studios. Lunch being taken out of their box in front of them while they were about to eat it. Lunch being taken out of their mouth while they were about to chew on it. Uh, <laughs> I mean, isn't 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 this kind of what Yolo Park just does? Yeah, yeah. Like, here, here's these six inch like three zero figures for like these Transformer characters. Oh, by the way, Yolo Park just released one that's just as articulated and detailed, but it's only thirty bucks. Yeah, yeah, like. Like, you want to get in the nitty-gritty, like, there's differences, but Yolo, Yolo Park's $30 price point quote-unquote model kit figures uh, are a, a really, like, baffling... Like, I don't understand how they were able to accomplish that, basically. I don't understand a lot about Yolo Park. Oh, yeah. But... <laughs> yeah, yeah, guess what? They just, sent, they just sent me one of their $50 ones. Does it breathe? And it is... It doesn't. It do, it doesn't breathe. No, no. It eats Super Seven's lunch and then kicks them down the stairs. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, why, wait. Why do we even need to pick on Super Seven? <laughs> because I'm. Because I. I have to equate it to the Ultimates because it's the closest price point. I guess. I guess it's just like I. Here's the thing. No one's wrong, right? when they're annoyed about Transformers Ultimates by Super 7. Generally speaking, no one's actually wrong. It's just like... Mm-hmm. It's just like... It's, I don't think Super 7 cares that you don't like it. So, like... <laughs> at a certain point, I'm always like, man, I think you just gotta... <laughs> we always gotta refocus our energies here. Because Super 7, of all companies, is the one company who actually doesn't care that you're angry about this. <laughs> they have they have the right swagger yeah. Yeah. to pull that yeah. off. <laughs> Yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they also seem very much the eh, bad press is press. You know, yeah. if you're angry and talking about me, you're talking about me. As I said, swagger. Yeah. They, they are a singular company who are able to walk that swagger. You know, forged in the fires of He-Man. <laughs> but so okay, so with all these like all these weird topics, uh, these these like tangents. Um, so so yeah, like the, the the primal is ridiculous. There's you know heavy articulation there's multiple heads there is electronic eyes and uh yeah yes it sprays mist mist i don't know why <laughs> I'm, I'm assuming it's exhaust that's my favorite way to explain the mist too i, I don't know why <laughs> 
I didn't because I, I understand like okay maybe it's like supposed to imitate exhaust or like the mist in the jungle or like is is this like like uh, am I supposed to put like Febreze in this? Is do, this do like you, a do you have to put like do you have to put diffuser? water in? Like do you have to put water or, or did they give you like mist juice to put in <laughs> like? Mist juice. Oh, you could do like vape juice, just like oh, strawberry today. <laughs> yeah, like, like what is the the mist fuel? It tells like, you. It tells you to only to use pure water. Okay, okay, so it's it's a smoke machine. Here, here's the fun part. Here's the fun part. It already had water in it, and I don't know if that is from. I don't know if that's from when they set it up at like uh, like because I think a con or two got it as just as a display piece. In the in the U.S., or it could be the original water from China. I don't know. Okay, here's okay. They're never going to hear this, but I need to say this. Okay, look, I know we all think okay. Water inherently at a vanilla level, very clean. Yeah. Oh boy, love water. It's great. You you can't just leave water in a thing. You, <laughs> oh yeah, like it, when the, when like. The the whole thing of this is like there's a bunch of reviewers passing it around. Like Yolo Parks just sent me a label here, stick this on the box. It's going to the next guy in line, and I like put a I put a I put a letter in it going like, look, <laughs> I don't know where this water came from. Don't let it hit your eyes. Did it have a musk? Did it have like a scent or <laughs> like? I didn't get close enough to find out. I I would have not. Here's the thing. Yeah. Here's the even. Even if that water had only been in there for a little bit, it's still water from a foreign place, and it can still have bacteria. My system will just go, nope, I'm out, nope. Uh, it's like freaking, so, it just sprays you in the face with spores. You're just like, <laughs> <laughs> that's what you're paying 1400 bucks for. <laughs> Spore trap. <laughs> now, 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 quick, quick little, little footnote. Those of y'all who are wondering what can cause what what kind of things can create an environment for like nacelle to grow actual funny mold? That's if they had like just soaked the boxes in water uh, for a while. Now, a smoke machine has a chamber for water, so it should ostensibly be safe. It's just really odd, especially TJ when you mentioned like I don't know if this is the water from Gen Con or the water from Asia, and then it's like yeah, that because <laughs> because also when you say purified water. That is also important. Like, if you just put water in from your tap, if there's a lot of mineral deposits and you run that smoke machine a lot, that you get mineral buildup, which can jank up your smoke machine. So you, you do want to filter that yeah. water, um, if possible. So, yeah, it, yeah. Do, it does all that, plus you can strip all of, the, like, the, the fur bits off. It's all, like, magnetically attached if you want to see more mechanical detail. And there's Sick. a bunch of, like, swappable armor if you want to show off more of it. Like it's it's an absurd amount of stuff. Oh well, yeah, I mean the the price, even the lower price point, quote unquote lower, right? That they went for is you you would hope it would be very full featured since it's an articulate piece, and by all accounts, like they were going, they were aiming for that ultra metal, you know, kind of kind of bracket. Um, this is mm-hmm. very big, very expensive, but it does hell of stuff. And then and then if you're if you're kooky and you want a smoke machine and breathing toys, then you know yeah, go up go up a level. Um, I'm just realizing if they followed directions and put purified water in there, then technically it should technically there's a good chance that water is is completely fine because it should be devoid of other stuff. It should be. Yeah, it should have gone. It should have gone in there sterile. Yeah, supposedly should be, should be. Yeah. 
uh, <laughs> I'm really, <laughs> really hung up with this because I never considered that the sm- it, the reason I asked is because it was in that moment when I realized, wait, if it shoots smoke, the smoke has to come from something. And then I was realizing, I'm like, I don't know where the smoke was coming from. So yeah, I <laughs> had a moment there. Um, any any thought any thought of I don't know where the smoke is coming from is a bad thought. Generally bad thought. Yeah. Just saying. Um, but when, like, obviously, you were doing a preview piece, so it's not really enough to like come up with a full critical review, right? But like, coming away from that, like as as like an ultimate bracket, you know potentially four-figure thing. Like, do you think that Yellow Park, like, was it a showcase of their abilities? Do you think they were really, like, hitting as many ceilings as possible? Did you... Was there anything where it felt like maybe, oh, I'm I'm surprised they didn't on any point in that thing? I mean, there is a lot to it that felt like, like, this is just showing what they can do. Like, the internal skeleton is literally steel construction. Like there's actual yeah. mechanical linkages for articulation, not it's like ratchet joints or anything like that. Like really heavy duty stuff. Like like first like physical force to move the joint, but it didn't feel like it was going to break. It's just that solid. So like it's definitely a technical marvel. Yeah. Like like you, you could, like if you know the technical end of it and like how they. Uh, how they handle the internal structure, then yeah, you you start seeing the, you start seeing the price point in it. Absolutely, you know, and then like just ridiculous levels of detail where it's like I know this is plastic and like polystone, but it looks like it's made of like ancient worn metal. Oh yeah, the polystone is is also like an interesting inclusion because I, I remember Mezco made their their one twelve scale dark side almost entirely out of polystone, if I remember correctly, and I like. Part of the caveat of that is like polystone is not a thing you want to make an entire articulated figure out of. It was if I recall correctly, that was the lesson of that dark side. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's there's risks in using polystone in something that's going to be manipulated. Um, but like that that's super cool. Also, I just wanted to say congrats for getting to do the very first like detailed dedicated coverage piece for that thing because uh, that's super cool. Yeah, that was yeah it was like I was really honored they trusted me with that. Mm-hmm. No, like I you know the thing. Sir, go good. <laughs> well, well, here's well, here's the thing. Like all of this, I didn't even mean to talk about the primal. This was supposed to be preamble, but I realize I haven't talked about the primal on this podcast yet. So there we go. Oh yeah, you're right. Uh, <laughs> that's a full. I know what you mean, but I I forgot too. I, I was just I was gonna say like. That whole primal thing, like, like, I actually had like a, an, an, uh, how do you put this? It was a perfect internet double take moment. Like, I was, I was not really posting that much, um, outside of like painting stuff when I was in BC. But like, uh, when I first saw that you had put that up, I was like, oh, cool. <laughs> and I just kind of like, yeah, that's natural, sure. And I didn't even, re- I was like, wait, no, wait, <laughs> wait, that one, the thing that Aaron communicated to me is potentially just being like a proof of concept piece. That he saw at Gen Con? <laughs> wait. Wait, that... <laughs> so TJ went to Gen Con? No, wait, he felt... What? Like, I, it was just like this great like, thing. It was like, wait, how does... <laughs> wait, pu- what? <laughs> uh, but, yeah, congratulations. Also, yeah, they said... So, so... <laughs> so, yes... I think we should we should at least mention, yeah, they, they th- this was a preamble because they also are doing... A big Optimus Prime, but it doesn't breathe. 
is my understanding. Uh, no, no, it does. No, it doesn't breathe. It, it just, you know, has an entire. It just has an entire system where the uh, the Cybertronian components can come off and be replaced with Earth mode components without having to buy a second figure and an entire Matrix annex that opens with like a, a multi layered lever in the back. That's neat. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. Like apparently they were happy enough with the fourteen hundred dollar Primal review that now they they said me hey uh can you do this to our twenty six hundred dollar optimus for first bullet point i noticed sure i noticed that at over two thousand dollars this one does not seem to breathe nor eject smoke uh <laughs> funny that on no, a lower price point not. it was able to <laughs> <laughs> The, the, it's also way bigger, so I've gone. Yeah, well, the, the at a certain when you get into four figures, right? Like I, this is getting a little bit out there, but like I always kind of think to myself, like it's interesting to think of the function of video coverage of a collectible piece when you breach the the one thousand two thousand dollar mark, because it's like, what mm-hmm. are the subjective points of interest? What are the object? What are objective points of interest? on a $2,600 Optimus Prime piece. Like, because once you've crossed that Rubicon, it's kind of like, really, first we're asking, are you in a position where you wish to purchase a $2,600 Optimus Prime? And then, like, mm-hmm. your census data suddenly shrinks to the size of a piece of string. And like, okay, so of you, of you eight people, <laughs> what do you want it to do? <laughs> Like it's it's so weird, but it's interesting. I don't know, it's, and 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 Yellow Park, as I've mentioned many times, fascinating, baffling company. <laughs> where I'm like, I, I, they're making stuff that's interesting, and it's more interesting than a, a standalone like polystone statue with a swappable hand. Like that's it's super neat. It's just like holy moly. Like I want to know the. I, they should. I say should. I think it would be cool. If they just recorded the friggin' documentary about making the thing, even just like a podcast of like, so we decided to make this because dot dot dot, you know, like, like where it comes from. Uh, oh, I have actually a direct question: Is it stressful handling fourteen hundred to twenty six hundred dollar collector pieces um, for videoing purposes? Yes. Noted. Okay. What do you think? Let's write that down over here. <laughs> Voice cracked. Yes. Because <laughs> uh, I, I just realized when you said you wrote a letter to put in with the thing when you passed on, I think I did that for a 3A thing once. Because <laughs> there, there were batteries, <laughs> and I was like, I don't want this to ship with the batteries in, so I like stuck them to a piece of tape on a piece of paper, and I went like, these are the batteries, I think. I did that one. I can't remember. I wrote something in, in something once, but I think it was about batteries. Um, is it? I'm catching up. So, did you? Are you in the midst of doing coverage on that? Or they want you to do coverage on that, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, you, no, no, they want me to look at it for a while and send it back. Le- yes, okay, L- legit though. That is something I have actually posited to some toy companies of like, y'all should send things to people without promo purpose just to get direct feedback uh i don't think that's in the cards but i i do kind of wish toy companies had that happening more often 
especially for a $2,600 piece, it's like, send that to people who will just give you, mm-hmm. like, like send it to someone and pay them $400 to write you a 50-page detailed font size 9 feedback report. Like, legit. Like, I, I think that should be a thing, but that's just me. Um, are you in the midst of filming it then, or have you got the video up? Uh, the video's not up yet. I've been super swamped with everything going on, but it's going to be up next week. Uh, I've done a little bit of the filming already. All right. It's, it's going gonna... to be a lot. <laughs> swamped with things going on, such as the coverage of $2,600 Optimus Prime. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, that's sick. Congratulations. That's got to be exciting. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, then, Aaron... <laughs> Tell me about your thermos. <laughs> yeah. So for the, the, the far other side of everything, uh, Alfie so speaking, was looking speaking of things that contain fluid. Yeah. So, uh, Alfie was looking at, there was a, um, like, a, a apparently there's a local place that does, um, estate sale things that like we'll go to estate sales and they're in a house like in that person's house and they'll have stuff but there was another one that, apparently that's local that will just take the things and then do auctions ebay style and she found a it is an old school aladdin like thermos what should had there probably was a lunchbox that went with it at one point in time um but it is in like pristine shape and it has a uh, power master optimus prime hose head like it's it's those it's that era of stuff, and it was like two dollars, and so then she went to pick it up, and the guy's like, "Oh yeah, you like thermoses?" And she's like, "No, it was actually more transformers." <laughs> and so now there's a new place that we're supposed to be looking all the time for local stuff because he gets toys all the time, which he's not had any listed since then. But it was a very interesting like. You know, Alfie's thing for a long time was oddities. You know, the yeah, the weird other kitsch that comes out around things. So, sorry, to... I thought it was an interesting ad, and and then all of this talk of of man juice uh, to go along with it. Like, hey, this this would hold, I mean, uh, some amount of juice. You could probably put a liquefied person in there. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm part of a liquefied yeah. person. It's not that well, the, big the of important a part. It's the ones that fit. In the the important part. genetic components to to fashion, you know, more copies of. Sure. I, I sorry. I, I popped. I, sure. I apologize if it was, if it was but uh, no, loud, it was... but I popped hard at the idea of this guy was... going like, "Oh, you like thermoses? <laughs> They're really freaking." <laughs> yeah, I, I don't, man. It, have, have you not learned in our years of doing this that collectors are? Really I know, but it's just funny because it's like, like I'm sure I'm sure that there's somebody out there that is a lunchbox. Oh no, there are. Slash there are 100 percent are. I've met I met one once. The, I, I've met I've met a lunchbox yeah, person but, uh, at the Cherry Bomb, I think. But the the key art one of the key art things on there being Power Master Optimus Prime, which was my first Optimus Prime. Ew. Um, was a thing that was just like, hey, that's cool. That's a cool little, like, that's a lunchbox and thermos I could have had whence I was a small errand. Yeah. So now, I want to say I'm not laughing at the idea of a thermos collector. I'm laughing at the the raw hope you communicated in that impersonation of like this dude who sounded like, oh, I've got, I've finally thermos collector. 
I can deal with the basement finally <laughs> it's like no nah, no nah, i'm just here for transformers and the guy just mm-hmm. goes like oh that's cool he walks back into his house and you just hear this muffled shriek <laughs> <laughs> uh well i uh that that can that can fit a lot of juice yes um i got something juicy myself at the toy show ages three and up was there and i sold a lot of stuff so i decided to treat myself and i bought Mastermind Creations uh, thing that uh, is like, there was a big conversation before. I was like, is this a convention exclusive? And it's like, nope. <laughs> it turns out. Um, so Mastermind Creations thing you can just buy anywhere, um, which is a redo of their Chrome Dome and Rewind, is uh, a, tr- a sort of Transtech Cheetor and Rosanna. Uh, I really like their Chrome Dome and Rewind set. I actually quite liked it. Um and I think that the Cheetor and Rosanna set actually feels better. Uh, I had, there were a few tactile hinks here and there in Chrome Dome and Rewind, Rewind especially. Um, and it's weird to say, Rosanna feels like a, a more solid toy than Rewind in just very subtle but important ways. And Cheetor has some retooling on him that makes his transformation actually like a little bit more interesting in the forearms. So I, I think it's actually a really cool set. You just have to be down with the idea of, like, kind of having to create your own story for why Transtech Cheetor is buddy-buddy with Rosanna, and, like, why they're running around together and can hold each other's hand. Um, the hand-holding part is, it's been said in other reviews, the hand-holding part is, um, is intended to, you know, represent the, the romance between Chromedome and Rewind, but its pose really does look more like Chrome Dome, or in this case, Cheetor, is running and dragging uh, Rosanna behind him, so it very much gives, like, a bodyguard vibe. Um, but it's a really cool set, and as far as I can tell, it, it came out early at some show, and now you can just get it wherever. So, like, if it sounds cool, then, like, get it wherever. If it doesn't sound cool, then, like, I don't know, you're an adult, look after yourself. Uh, <laughs> but I, I, was, I was quite happy with it. Uh, so that was my little treat. Uh, for, for having a good time at the toy show. Um, let's, uh, let's, let's swing around one more time. Uh, this time, Aaron, I'm going to come to you first. Now that we've got your, your thermos out of the way, any other uh, Transformers stuff you want Okay, the, the important thing out of the way? Yeah, I've yeah. got the important thing out of the way. What's, what are, what are um, garbage we got to... <laughs> yeah, the only other uh, Transformer that I have on my list for right now is the Junkian Trashmaster. I believe, TJ, you also had Trashmaster listed. Yeah. So how how are you all enjoying Trashmaster? Yeah. I, I was I was quite satisfied with him. I wasn't pleasantly surprised. I wasn't blown away, but I was very satisfied with him. Quite satisfied fits well with with my feelings for him. It I don't know. He he's close to like what the other Junkions are, but it's like he's missing something. Like he's too big, maybe. So the whole comes apart thing doesn't work the same or something I'm, I'm not sure what it is it's it's in that je ne sais quoi factor I have an idea but, uh, but I, I I don't want to like answer it wholesale but like I felt similar and having messed with him more it's that n- the wrong parts of him come off and not enough parts of him come off is what I felt yeah because it's like his, his the like the front of the truck it can come off so that you can take other truck front parts and put them on there, but it's not like that does anything, but hangs out by his butt. Yeah, and 
Like I'm sitting here transforming him again because it's it's it's. Been I think a there bit. was a. He's he's been there on the list of things to deal with, and I'm just like, eh. I think there was a dream, like his of of Trashmaster being like you know the other ones were like little Lego bags, but he was going to be the Lego bucket. And I think I think mm-hmm. that maybe we the people are the ones who invented that dream more so than the folks making the toy. Uh, but at least yeah. that, in my case, that was that was one thing. TJ. Uh, it's also like a lot of the, a lot of the joints on mine. Everything that swivels is just super duper loose. Oh, TJ, is that is that the case on yours, or or how, how are you feeling about the guy? I mean, I wouldn't say super duper loose on mine. I mean, there are you know, it's not quite as but, tight as I would like in some spots. Both of my bicep swivels are almost like free rotating. Like, oh, that's between. They're like two or three points where there's friction enough that it will hold in that area, but after that, like, you can you can shake his arm and make it rotate about... Mine have got degrees. some glide, but not okay, that my- loose. Yeah, I, I, mine, I describe mine as a glide, too. Yeah. Like- oh, damn, it's a rivet. I was gonna say you could tighten the screw, but this is freaking modern-era rivet everything going on. I don't know. How you, oh no, it's a yeah. Well, that one's those are those are mushroom pegs, but they're like mushroom pegged in behind that piece, so I might be able to get like a a, a toothpick and some um, floor polish. Oh jeez, I just popped there. the mushroom loose. I thought I thought I could work it out, but it's actually the ge- the geometries. You can pop it loose, but you can't get the bicep out because of the shoulder pad is like a, just the right millimeter. That's. <laughs> Okay, yeah, I see what you mean. Um, well, TJ, had, had, are you on the same page with Trashmaster? Would you say like he falls into satisfying range, or are you feeling better or worse about him? Um, somewhere around satisfied, yeah. Like, I'm, I'm not really like, I'm not really digging like the Junkion aspect of him. Like, it just, it does not seem to fit the the build or the shape of him that well. I think it's mm. ambitious that they try to do it with a Voyager. And make it work with the deluxes, but it's something of it's just not quite there for me. Um, just as a standard figure, like I think he does fine. Like I, I, I'm kind of in that same boat of like, I'm not surprised. I'm not like thrilled with it, but I'm not disappointed either. Like I'm somewhere just like, oh, that's nice, kind of vibe. Yeah, like I wish that his like the arms that he has that would be like what the trash truck uses to pick up the dumpster. I wish that that had another piece to it that like went across and made it look like it actually is something. Um, like they yeah. add, they add a neat detail to it, but independently, like it it needs that third piece, either that connects to them or a dumpster that he can grab or load that makes it part of the play pattern. Because otherwise, it's just these two gray plastic pieces that. Like, you can kind of make into a claw if you stack them on top of each other, but there's no real good place to put that except for on top of the weird mouth bit thing, maybe. But that already has a weird, like, other interactions on stuff. It It's weird. It's ambitious, yeah. those, but it's like two, it misses a part somewhere. Those those two gray pieces, to me, are feel like they're more there for build options than anything else, because they're just very odd male to female. Um but on, on both sides. So it's like they're they're I found them very useful when I was first trying to like cludge a junkosaurus together. 
I think now that I'm messing with him again, I know what it is. It's just I think that it is wrong that you can't remove his arms because that language exists on the other two, and so that language not existing on him feels wrong. Uh, like it feels like something's. I hate I hate using this word, but I don't know. What, it feels like something's missing. You know, like the a word I hate even more. Feels like someone forgot to do something. It's like no, obviously they. <laughs> Toy design process doesn't do doesn't a lot for like forgetting an entire action feature, but like it's telling to me that like his arm removal bits are a butt flap pair of chunks, um, and I can't help but wonder what the design you know story was on this guy. Like he had to have had removable arms at some point, and then it was like, wait, this doesn't work with the transformation or something. And then it's like, does uh, his on those do, little... are the the pegs for yours on that garbage chomper bit? Will they actually peg into the hands, or do they just kind of sit there? It's weird. Like, I know at one point I had had it pegged into the hand, but once I picked it up again just now to just kind of follow along with you, uh, I don't know how I did it. Yeah. Because it's like, I don't know if the, if the pegs are too long or, like, okay, I... I had to like rotate his hand away it's, and then back to get enough bite on it because it's, it's like it's it's, it's the, just it's off. The, yeah, it's the hinges that are mm. getting in the way. They're clashing on the forearm. That that might yeah. be the, the, the trash this, master story. It's it's just a little off. He he feels like he was designed after scrap hook but before crash bar. Uh, like, like Crash Bar feels like such a perfect junkie on, especially for this play pattern. Uh, Scrap Hook feels like a miss, but he's the first one. Trash Master feels like he was not informed by the design history of Crash Bar, uh, which is odd. Yeah, um, I, I, I can follow that it, it, that train of logic. It, it is suffice to say that, like, I don't know if you guys agree, like, I do feel, if you just take them as three individual Junkion toys and forget that play pattern, I think they are three cool Junkion toys. Mm-hmm. Like, I like seeing them as a trio. Um, But the Izer side of them feels like it is just there for Junkasaurus as a funny gimmick. Less so, like, a wider play pattern. outside, Except for Crash Bar. Like, Crash Bar is, is this modular... Uh, encourages you to own two of them piece where it's like, this is amazing. This is, this is robot Lego. And then scrap hook is the absolute opposite. And then like, <laughs> it's so odd. Uh, have I, have either of you tried to junk I haven't. No, uh, no, I probably should. If, if you like Mugenbein, it's not as good, but <laughs> it's a lot. A lot of the same brain reflexes. Uh, like, like I, I streamed when I tried to do it the first time with Axel Grease in place of a second scrap hook. Number one, she is terrible for it. I went on this already, but like the one, th- it's inter- It's an interesting exercise, but like the one thing you'll notice is it's like for all the five mil pegs and ports we've had for the last, like, what, five years of Transformers, when you try to build Junkasaurus, you sit there going, like, where the hell are all the pegs and ports? (laughs) It's the weirdest thing. (laughs) It's like, wait, I finally want to do the funny thing that people did with, like, 50 airwaves or whatever, but, like, now I can't find connection spots for anything. Uh... 
But okay, so yeah, I, I'm I'm still the only one who's who's kissed the Junkasaurus so far. Um, yeah, okay. No, I was I was curious if if either of you guys would dig him more than I did, but it, it kind of sounds like we're all sort of in the same realm here. I was also curious if one of you guys would just hate him. I don't think I've found the Trash Master hater yet. That's like his one thing. There don't seem to be people who do dislike him outright. It's just people who are like, yeah, he's neat. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, he's he's neat. I don't hate him. I I I wish he was better. Yeah, I I somehow expected more. And like I said before, I think I think maybe it's my fault. <laughs> uh. Okay, well then, um, TJ, let's pop back over to you. What's another one you'd like to uh, talk about that you've got? Um, let's see here. Um, I mean, I was... I, I throw a sequel to the Yolo Park, because we kind of touched on the other one I got. Yeah. Uh, so, they sent me the first one of their M- AMK Pro series, which is the G1 Megatron. Um... So it's kind of like the ones that we've already covered, um, except there's diecast parts, there's a lot more accessories, there's electronic gimmicks, um, and frankly, like one of the best paint jobs I've ever seen on a Transformer. It's like when you've got him on a shelf and I'm like, I'm just staring at him like right now and he's like three feet away at the moment, um... If I look at him from here, it just looks like a really nice Megatron. Like, everything's metallic because the whole thing... Practically the whole thing is painted. Uh, The details stand out really well. The proportions are really great. I mean, it just looks like a really fantastic Megatron. And then you get up close to it. And the, the wear on the edges of some of his details is done really subtly and, like, actually, like, correctly. It's not like siege weathering where it's just, like... Someone took a Brillo pad to his leg. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm flipping through your video of him, and, and, and like, this is like old three uh, A weathering, um, with the with some of like the grime, especially like on the silver parts. Mm-hmm. Who is their factory? Like, I don't understand. Like, okay, so I'm looking at this at this paint job, and I'm actually like looking at the Rise of the Beast Yellow Park stuff that they sent me to to do coverage on, and I'm like. That stuff was fine. This looks way better. So, oh, like, yeah. where, where are y'all making I, things? <laughs> for your mental image at home, it's not even that, like, they did weathering and, like, aged metal correctly. It's that there's tarnish. There's little specks yeah. of, like, built-up rust and patina on him. Like, he looks like, like ancient metal machine. I mean, they're they're of the Rise of the Beast trio they put out, right? Like, I would say the Optimus Primal is as painted as he needs to be, I guess. Um, I wish I was seeing this on the gunmetal gray plastic parts. Uh, their Optimus Prime is 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 sort of on par, not weathered, but sort of on par. This is making their Bumblebee look like literally a toy compared to this, though. Like, their Bumblebee is really sticking out now. Is like y'all y'all that was just yellow plastic. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean. You're talking about a $20 difference in everything here, which I, I want like to say, like, for sure, for the sure, the $30, the $30 kits are already good for $30. This is $20 up and that's the level. And that's, that's just the paint you're looking at, you know? Yeah. Oh no, yeah. And I, I was going to say, if this includes electronics and die casts, 
uh, at twenty dollars up, that's actually making to me the thirty dollar ones more critiqueable now. Because I'm like, <laughs> if you're able to to drop this for fifty, why was Bumblebee thirty <laughs> with no forearm blade? What? <laughs> and that's the that's the it's crazy. Like, that's this the, feels. The, Going good. I feel like that's a crazy thing about this. Is like like Yolo Park's done such stuff that the only way it looks bad is compared to other Yolo Park stuff. Well, this this makes me feel like they must have had some kind of like factory level epiphany between the two releases, um, or something like some kind of factory partnership like got solidified to ensure this Megatron could happen because like this looks like it's a different company. Uh, this looks this looks like what three zero or three A at the time really wanted to do um, with that Sunbow Optimus they did. Mm-hmm. Uh, from my understanding, like this this resembles like what they were really going for. That like for various reasons, right? Like they ended up having to do like a twelve inch size one. Um, oh yeah, I'm at your I'm at your side by side with the Optimus Primal. Yeah, like it's fine, but like th- that seems like more than twenty dollars up to me. I don't know. I'm... <laughs> I'm I'm now I'm now doing a talk about photos of a toy, except I'm talking to the person who took the photos and video of the toy. So, you <laughs> uh, it's fascinating though. I'm, so yeah, let, let, let me tell you what you don't see in there. What you don't see is everything that happened before I turned the camera on. In that, uh, so the cannon and the eyes both have electronic gimmicks, and they're just simple LEDs. You know, the cannon's just a button that makes the end glow. The eyes, um, the gun barrel on his back pops off and becomes a wand and you're supposed to press that on the head to activate the electronics so oh, i remember that from the poster yeah <laughs> yes yeah so it makes the eyes light up and then you do it again and it starts blinking the eyes and then you do it again and it kind of makes the eyes like dim and brighten back and forth so you have your options mm-hmm. right both of those gimmicks require different size batteries and the fun part Hey-o. is, you know, this is a this is this is a con- company based out of China. On the box, it tells you the Chinese battery sizes. So, uh, I'm sitting at the toy shop, you know, getting ready to film this and go, oh, I, I don't have batteries that fit. What do I need? I start googling. It gives me numbers. I go down to Walgreens. Walgreens has what I believe is one of the batteries, but it does not have the other one. I have to find a store in town that sells specifically just batteries. So. I go to the battery store. Uh, I give him the other number. He tells me, I've never sold this battery before, so I'm the first one to buy one from him. Mm-hmm. So, I it's go back a, to... It's a week of firsts. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. I go back to the toy shop. Weird, weird mystery battery fits. The other battery does not fit. Oh. oh. Okay, so uh, <laughs> this is... Uh, the wrong size let me check google again okay that's a completely different battery back to walgreens they have it buy it back to the toy shop put it in it's too small uh, okay i'm checking again oh it actually needs three but the way they phrase it on the box i didn't notice that nope <laughs> okay back to walgreens two more batteries back to the toy shop um there's about an hour and a half of frustration and a lot of very short car rides that drove me insane. Yeah. So, uh, research yeah, that, your batteries first. That's also, like, perfect example of why I, I think companies, especially with feature sets like this, gotta send this stuff out early to people outside of company to get 
you know, really, really solid feed, like really basic and solid feedback. Like I couldn't figure out which batteries <laughs> the thing needs. Could you write these numbers in the manual before you go to print? Uh, I assume it's too late um, if they're already at this stage. Mm-hmm. But I think me uh, and battery well, guy were least... wondering the same thing. Why are they different batteries? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that could be, if if it's the wand, maybe. No, that shouldn't make a difference. Yeah, I have no idea. I, I kind of thought we were over this, actually, um, with the advent of 3.0 just going fully LR44 on DLX. Like, I was like, maybe maybe we figured this out. <laughs> uh, but no, that's cool. Um, I did not, I know they've been announcing a bunch of stuff recently. Did they announce any more for AMK Pro, or was it just more AMK stuff? Uh, Optimus Prime. Okay. Oh, that's natural. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, no, sh- yeah, big shock, I know. Yeah. This this is a yeah, it's very good looking Megatron. Um, best action figure Megatron head sculpt since Red. Red Red G one Megatron was actually a really good Megatron sculpt, despite being kind of like a bit of a janky toy. Um, so it's nice to see a good G one Megatron laughing face. Uh, very cool. Do they have a month for this? Like, is this actually almost out, or is it still um, very? Last nebulous? I checked, the pre order was this month. All right. I don't understand how they make things. Uh, <laughs> what a weird company. <laughs> Yo, we're just we we are debuting with a very complicated gunpla style Optimus Prime. Oh neat. Hey, we're back. Now we basically have action figures, huh? Okay, now we got a $1400 thing that breathes. Okay. Also, we make a $2600 thing that you can reskin. Doesn't breathe. Well, oh, also, our action figure, we have a slightly more expensive thing that comes with, like, more than $20 worth of, of upgrades. Who are you? <laughs> uh, interesting. I am enjoying watching Yolo Park. <laughs> uh, oh, I'm at the part of the video where you're holding up an Energizer battery. I assume this is the... <laughs> yes. Don't make my mistake. Oh, you're holding up a whole... Oh, you're holding up a lot of battery packaging now. Here's... <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, that's at least you have a story to tell. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What else yeah. could we want from our treasures? Uh, the thirty dollars uh, back I spent on batteries I didn't need. Who? <laughs> hey, you know what? Those are going to be for AMK Pro Optimus. <laughs> um. Well, uh, I have to scroll up now. Uh, I I have uh, a couple other things I can talk about as well. Uh, I'll, I'll talk about a standalone standaloneer. Uh, Legacy uh, Detritus picked him up uh, when I was out in BC. Uh, it was really cool uh, to see Detritus get his own original mold after so long being, uh, you know, like often classified as like a redeco uh, of, of, of for whatever reason. It was nice to see Legacy Detritus debuting his own original mold in Transformers uh, in a Transformers line. Uh, that is the first time that his mold has ever been released, and it is Detritus. Uh, I know, like, you know, people are going to say, hey, whoa, wait. It's like, okay, you know, you got me. He is a slight retool of Siege Cybertron Defense Hotshot, but it's a very clever retool to make him look a little bit more like an Earth Jeep as opposed to a Cybertronian defense vehicle. Um, but he's, he's a neat little toy. Uh, 
someone with that much siege DNA and legacy evolution actually like felt this is hard odd to say he felt kind of like a value up for sheer bulkiness in a deluxe um and he comes with some weapons that were originally seen on uh toxitron collection jazz uh which which are neat um they're entirely clear plastic painted brass which is interesting um but I know he's just a satisfying, solid little piece. If you love Detritus as I do, really my only my only major critique on him uh, is that they went for an Autobot symbol on the robot shoulder and a Decepticon symbol on the, the Jeep hood when they have a perfectly good mercenary symbol that they debuted in the TCG. In fact, one of the cards that debuted it was Detritus himself in this form. Um, so it's kind of a bummer that they they did not bring that back. Uh, but otherwise, he's pretty dead solid. I, I was quite quite pleased with him. Um, I don't know if I, either of you were... were Detritus seemed like he, he's kind of a... Free, if you're not into niche characters like Detritus... Like, the last time we had a Detritus toy, he was a, he was a redeco of one of the Power Core Combiners as uh, as, as one of the... In, in the, the Japanese series of, of United EX. Um, so, you know, it's been, it's, it's, it's been a long time coming that we got an original mold for Detritus. But, like, are either of you interested in him? I, uh, maybe it'll be a when I'm hands on with it type thing. Yeah, that is I'm how gonna, I bought him. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind. I'm kind of like if I find it, I'll probably grab it. Yeah, yeah. He he's just a satisfying pickup. Don't pay extra for him. If you catch him on sale, perfect. Uh, just a nice chunky robot has a nice simple clever transformation into a chunky jeep. He's got three weapons. You can kind of connect them around an Evo Fusion with them a little bit. And they painted a goatee on him in in gold. It's kind of hard to see. It's like light on light, but he has he has robot facial hair. So ao. Um, Aaron, how about you? you guys, yeah, may as well if you got the energy. I see you got one other thing on topic here. Uh, God no. I I am out <laughs> of energy. It's almost midnight, and I've only kind of kept that on there as a joke in case. I, I know. Really ran out of things. <laughs> hey, so you know what? We'll find out next time. Pack. <laughs> <laughs> They're entirely toys that exist. Wow. Well, I have that. Wait, do I have? Is that the wheeljack that came? No, never mind. I have the wheeljack that. No, is that the wheeljack that came with with the Rhinox in the two pack, or is that a different wheeljack? It's a different. It's a different wheeljack. Wheel These are like oh, deluxe minuses for the short short <laughs> version. <laughs> I kind of want two of those. But I don't want to pay for them. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> okay, I know how you feel. The, the, Nightbird, <laughs> the, uh, the Nightbird is interesting in that her spoiler becomes a sword and like a little claw weapon thing in an interesting fashion. She's yeah. got that going for like Wheeljack is entirely okay. Cheetor is a Cheetor. Like, there's only so many ways that you can do that. Very true. Very true. They're um, not. They're not great. They were on a. I got him when it was like twenty five percent off a toy purchase. Hell yeah! I feel okay with that purchase. Vaguely, I mean, I ha- there's debates. There's debates on that Nightbird. Is she going to end up being better than the Studio Series? People don't know. Yeah, and that's like that's the one rough thing. I feel like the the between the Target line the core line and the studio series line it's like it's three different aesthetics that are all about the same size and 
price point, but it seems like some of them are subpar and some of them are a, a better than par. Some of them seem like they were supposed to come out a year ago. Yeah, that kind of how it feels. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, then, um, TJ, do you want to do you want to double team bludgeon? Um, it's Tarn. Yep. <laughs> that late night energy. It's the same thing. Move on. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Here's the thing about bludgeon. I want to know if this is the thing with yours. So, you know how when you turn him into a tank, uh-huh. you put the chest plate and you kind of wet, you kind of wedge it up, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and it has a little wedge that's supposed to go into a little divot, right? Yeah. On my bludgeon, I can't do that, is how I'll put it. My, I've my- tried. I, I popped that piece off attempting that. Yeah. So it really yeah, didn't I, like it. I, I can't... I popped it off and tried to shove it in separately, and it wouldn't go in. So if it's not just mine, then at least I feel a bit better. Because, yeah, that was really my only disappointment with him. Um, I think he wears that body really well. I think the sword is a great new accessory, and that body is built to swing a sword around. I like the alt mode... I know that that's, you know, it's a very hit or miss alt mode for a lot of folks. If you don't like it, there's really, I don't think, much new about it, even with the new colors. Um, the orange kind of helps give it a different visual shape, but, you know, it's it still has the same cannons on top. Um, but I, I, I'm kind of happy I got him, and I feel bad saying this, I'm happy I got him because he's one per case, and he's hard to get, and I got him. <laughs> uh... Like TJ, did you just order yours off of off of Hasbro, or did you have to do some some legwork to get at him? Uh, mine was ordered, though. Oddly enough, I didn't know it was one per case. I did see one in the wild too. That's what someone told me. Is he's the one per case? Um, because Voyager's ship in three now, so it's like ah. two trash master, one bludgeon. Okay. Um, I actually have a, a very slightly funny story about mine, because I tried to buy him off of GameStop with, with Click and Collect, because they said, oh, there's one at this GameStop near you. I was like, okay. So I bought him. 20 minutes later, your order has been canceled because he's out of stock. And I'm like, oh, okay. I'll try the other GameStop. It says he, they have low stock on him. Okay. 30 minutes later, your order has been canceled because he's out of stock. And I'm like, well, this is funny. This Is, is this going to be a thing? And so when I'm in BC, there is a GameStop... 30-minute drive away in what my mom and I fondly call Crazyville. It's not what it's actually called. It's just we like going, we like driving there every now and then. And there's a GameStop there. It said they had him in stock. And I was telling my mom the story. And she's like, you should go for it. I'm like, okay, but like, they're going to cancel it. So I'll do this as a fun exercise. So I do it. And then the next morning, like, ready for pickup. And I'm like, excuse me? Excuse me? So we go on our fun little Crazyville journey. Uh, out to where, uh, actually where we lived when I was a baby, um, up until I was, I think two or three years old, uh, go to this little GameStop and I walk in and then, yay, yeah, 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 pick up my bludgeon. But I'm looking around cause they got, they got a selection. They had uh, leader, uh, Skyquake, not Skyquake, uh, Dreadwing, the, the better looking one, the blue one. And I was like, Ooh, I'd like to pick him up. I just had a successful toy show. And I noticed he's like sitting to the side. So I, the whole time I was looking at the transformer shelf where I spotted actually a second bludgeon too. Uh, there was someone kind of hovering behind me and I was trying not to really, I was like, okay, whatever, you know, it's a small store. But then I kind of picked up and looked at the Skyquake or the, the, the Dreadwing and I put him back down and then this person (laughs) 
kind of, kind of without without really not aggressively, just kind of pointed out like, oh, I put that there, and I was like, oh, no worries, and I'm like, I don't really know what that means, but okay, and so I kind of I kind of want I kind of walk around you know to like look at the rest of the store, and I'm like, so this is like, see, it was a younger younger person, I think I think they were either either teenager or like maybe like very 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 early like 2021 tops. Um, they were kind of just lingering around the Transformers section the whole time I was there, and I was like, oh, I think that they were trying to scope out Transformers, and I kind of just, like, walked in and looked at the shelf and upset the order of things slightly. Uh, so I was sitting there kind of going, like, okay, let's probably get going, but, like, I, I kind of sat there and I kind of thought in my brain for a second. And then this per- the, the person started talking to the, sto- to the store clerk manager person at GameStop, going basically asking them, sh- if asking, should I buy this... Uh, Dreadwing, even though he is a redeco of Skyquake, that would mean I would have two kind of the same toy, but the colors are different, etc., etc. Person working at GameStop seemed like that was the last conversation they wanted to have that day. Um, and so I kind of sat there and I was like, if I just walk in and say, if you aren't buying it, I'm buying it, I would Im- I got the impression I would emotionally shatter this poor person <laughs> who was, who was kind of lingering and hovering around and trying to figure this out. So I decided, you know what? I'll get him another day. If if I don't get him another day, then whatever. It happens. And so I just took off. But I was like, there's like there's like some horrible version of me somewhere out there in, in another series of circumstances, another series of life choices, who would have just walked up and emotionally shattered this poor this poor kid, <laughs> snatching the toy out of their hand, going like, You buying it or what? Uh and that 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 is now the story in my head that is attached to my copy of Bludgeon. So, you know, you go out to Crazyville, you have an encounter. Um, they also have a Best Buy that feels like it's actually populated by a hive mind. Because, like, I go to Best Buys where, like, no one wants to talk to me, right? And whatever. Cool. Crazyville Best Buy. You walk in, there's a greeter. You uh, take three steps, someone says, hey, if you find anything? And you're like, no, I'm good. You turn around, someone's standing there, like, you find anything? They no, oh no, I'm good. And you go to look at something else. Two minutes pass, but you know someone is staring at you from three aisles away with a smile on their face. So you glance up, and now they've teleported. Now they're standing in front of you saying, hey, you looking for something? So you're like, I'm just wondering about wireless earbuds. And they, they just, like, they pop off. And they're like, I'm going to tell you everything about all the wireless earbuds. What are you going to use? Uh, anyway, I don't, I don't encounter that in other Best Buys. <laughs> So, Crazyville delivered. Crazyville also has a really good uh, burrito shack. Um, not the brand, just a food cart. Uh, I think that probably puts us to a, a good stopping point on this episode. Um, I'm talking about Crazyville. Aaron possibly is dead. Um, no, so, just tired. Uh, let's. As I said, like wherever Aaron is, we'll remember. Uh, maybe, maybe he will return one day. Um, Aaron, TJ, thank you for joining me. Um, Aaron, you just, you just did, you just did 1700s, so you've kind of, and, mm-hmm. you, and you've done Gen Con, so like... Yeah, I, I didn't you, even you, put you, my next... off-topic 1700 stuff on there, if you want to talk about a fire striker, that's some, some cutting-edge tech. Uh, Quite literally, because it's flint and steel. Cutting edge. It cuts. <laughs> You're cutting steel off of it to make sparks yeah, we get it. You're very fire. clever. I was going to say, your your next upcoming thing is you got Extra Life Game Day coming up as your yeah. next big thing. Yeah, like two and a half, three so, weeks, uh, and I'm about halfway to my goal. 
And yeah, so that's, uh, what is it, November 4? Uh, correct. Is, is November 4 the day? November 4th. Okay. Yeah, no, hit up hit up Aaron's, hit up mine. I'm going to add some some uh, micromanagement goals in. I have incentives um, so have on mine if you want some dice or if you want some board games. I got more donated at me um, from Gen Con. So, Ayo. Uh, that you can get stuff with your donation. Yeah, my, I can't offer physical things. I'm I'm just adding more incentives in of like, you know, every every fifty bucks we'll do a script reading. Every, you know, two hundred fifty we'll do a karaoke. Uh, I'm 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 going low key, but with with the things that worked. You can last edit time. in milestones. You can edit in milestones on your page so that they show up for people. Not just uh That's what I got to do, do still. It. Yeah. No, I I did that last time, but I I found that if I if I do them and I don't have a stream happening very soon, people stare at them like, "Well, I got to wait for the stream." So I I was yeah. just like, "I'll do them when I do the stream." Or the streams uh I got at least 3 extra life streams left in me, I think, to uh, to try to hit my goal, uh, if not 4. Um and then TJ, you've got TFCon Orlando next weekend. Yep. Uh, yeah, that's, it's going to be a fun weekend where I, you know, booked the hotel for TFCon like 11 months ago and then like a week ago decided, you know what? Uh, I'm coming in a day early. I don't have any plans. Why not go to Galaxy's Edge? <laughs> Just cause. They had BD1s out in, on the West Coast. Did you see those uh. videos? Okay, do you mean the the new toy or the walkarounds? Because I've seen the them both. walkarounds. Yeah, yeah, I don't know if they're at Orlando. They're, but they're, I, I, my understanding is it was just like a one-off training thing, but they're like they, they have dudes. Oh. They have dudes with, um, I think they're steam decks that can move them around, but they're like bipedal things, and they walk and they emote and they do a bunch of stuff, and supposedly they're trying to get them more semi-autonomous and be able to be, like, around the children so that they can have, like, living droids and can be like, oh, hi, little droid! And have the guy go back at them. and Yeah. it's Disney was on our list of things to do in 2020 and then 2020 happened. Yeah. it's. I'm not going to go into it, but I was thinking recently about how how it's now late 2023 and yet. And I was like, man, generationally, this is going to be so weird forever. But you know what? Shared experiences. Uh, I was just going to say, TJ, when you're there, if you get a chance, swing by the TCG room, say hello uh, to the, the, I think just one person is going to be mainly running it, but Anthony Hawkhammer uh, is doing a panel and running TCG stuff at TFCon Orlando. I want to throw the little plug out. Um, but also, if, if anyone does go, swing by the TCG room and send hello from me because I'm not there. Um, and also, play the TCG. It's a good game. <laughs> uh, it's going to be some fresh previews at that panel, if I understood correctly. Um, but yeah, those are the things upcoming. Uh, myself, like I'm going to be doing some Extra Life stuff for game day. Hopefully I can do something Extra Life this month as well. Um, I've, been, I've been very, very brain dead between my VC trip and then stuff I arrived back home to. Uh, and then of course all the things that happened in the summer. So I'm, I'm just kind of coasting along and surviving, but I got, I got some ideas, uh, 
So I'm going to do some extra lifing myself. And uh, yeah, uh, podcasting, of course, we might might be might be a pause because like we can't really do it easily next weekend because uh, TJ is going to. I was about to say TJ is going to be in Florida, which is a very funny thing to say. Um, I, I mean, that stops me from doing a lot of things, honestly. Yeah, uh, it's going to be a convention thingy, uh, and I want to save our listener questions for TJ being with us as well. So I don't know, TJ. Let's see. Let's see how you maybe see how you feel directly after a convention if you feel like debriefing us because uh, you're our you're our, our uh, what do you call it reporter in the field for that one. It's um, weird that I, it's weird that TFCon is happening that I'm going to and you're not. I know. This is not how I, mean, I usually handle things. And this, and it wasn't supposed to be this way. And it's not your fault either. It's it is Florida's what if I did, fault. What if actually, I did the complete really? opposite? <laughs> what if I did the complete opposite? Because you guys go off to TFCon and do a panel. You do like a, a podcast recording together while you know while you're there. How about I just go like do hypothetically like an episode, do an episode of the podcast by myself because you're not there. Sure. Legit though. Legit. Like as a spot that could actually be kind of—I mean—that's a bunch of work for our editor, but I could yeah, screw be- him. Hello there. He 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 drops our audio out all the time because he doesn't want to pay attention. Make him actually work for it this time. <laughs> no, my my audio has been fine all the time. I don't know what you're talking about. Because uh, <laughs> like like I love I always like the idea of when like one of us is at a convention and the other ones aren't. It's like well the one at a convention will record like a bit that will cut in as like a spot. While the other two record a thing themselves about something else. Maybe we could do that that weekend anyway. I'll figure something out. I got ideas now. Um, but TJ, definitely actually record something there. That would actually be kind of cool. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm bringing microphone and laptop. It's not with, out of my capability. Yeah, yeah. Just like just like on Sunday after it's all done even. Like just like a debrief. That would be kind of neat. Like, you know, how you're feeling, how you're feeling afterwards. Or anything. I don't know. Whatever you want to do. But, I, oh, that'd be cool. Okay, I got ideas now. Um, anyway, thank you. Thank you all for listening. Uh, now I'm for real closing it up, so uh, we'll talk to you all later, and uh, stay safe out there, uh, be good to yourself, because you deserve it. And I'm going to put this off. Some badass perpetrators, they're here to stay. Man juice.